and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. It's always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blue It's Blitz, a live stream. Um, Kyle, we were discussing a little bit <laughs> before the show. I think a good overall uh, word for the for the tone of both you and I right now is a little bit numb. Numb. Depressing is another way to put it. Uh, yeah, not fun, Joe. Not fun at all. Yeah, it's not the it's not the most fun way to start off a stream, but you get a little bit bored, you get a little bit numb to it. We've been watching the same type of stuff, gift wrapped in kind of different ways, whether it be the Geno years or the Sanchez years, or you know, Bulls coming, McCagnan, Isaac, whatever we've been through in the last twelve to fifteen years. But it always ends up being kind of the same thing. Um, we ended up at, you know in the same spot last year. There was a glimmer of hope for the first you know couple of weeks. Obviously five and two, it got it got pretty exciting there. Even though we it wasn't necessarily behind the quarterback, but then we finished the year on was it a six or a seven game losing streak? So there were seven and four exactly at one point. Then they lost the last six. Okay, so six game losing streak, and then obviously you have week one where the entire offseason you build up to this to this moment, and it lasts four snaps, and you win that game, so you're kind of excited for the for the game. But even in that game, you're still disappointed because you know what's coming for the rest of the year. But you know the fourth quarter, you rally. There's a lot of fans there, so it's exciting. Week two, you go. You know, I go. I, they get their ass kicked. And then week three, you go, I go to the game, and it's kind of already feels like the same thing it's been, Kyle. It, it, the repeat of last year's Patriots game, we're walking through all the all the stadium, and we're talking about quarterback options and all this stuff. And now, you know, Simeon's here, and you have Namath coming out against the, the team, sideline arguments, you know, rumors of the 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 locker room fracturing and all this stuff. It just feels like it's every other year. Like, it's it, it, it gets hard. And I feel bad, like, and I feel bad for the fans. I feel especially bad for the people who go there for the road trips, season ticket holders. I've been going to games for, for quite a while. Kyle, you've been a few games with me, and I've been, you know, first year season tickets in 2012 and have been to, you know, if not hundreds of games since then or something like that with plenty of road trips. So uh, the fans who go there, like, you, you know, Patriots week, Kyle, you didn't really want to go. I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of my friends didn't want to go to the game because you go there and walk into the stadium. It's like somber, you know, kind of what's going to happen. A lot of people have that bad, you know, mojo. And I think the Pats scored. Dude, how much shit were we talking to Pats fans before the game last yeah. year? And then oh, yeah. I remember seeing those same fans right by our tailgate. And then after the game, and it's just like as poorly as Zach. Well, actually, that wasn't. I mean, he was actually really awful in that game, although he did have a couple nice plays. But the interceptions mm -hmm. were just mind, bog mind boggling. And then those same fans afterwards, like, yep, all that shit you were talking. It's like, yeah, man, it was. Yeah. You anyway, walked so into I know this what you're talking game. about. 
you walk, yeah, you know, you walk into this game, it's rainy, you know, it's cloudy. I think they scored a field goal on their first drive. I, I believe it was their first drive. Honestly, I'm like numb to it. We're like, I don't, I don't even like remember the game at this point. And I watched, and like the bad thing is, Kyle, you know, I've been doing film for a while. Like I usually get excited about doing the film shows and stuff. I even do a film show this, this week. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I really don't want to break this down. Like I get there's exciting pieces to watch with, you know, Q or Tidman or how did this guy play? But overall, it's the same kind of stuff. Like I just, I was like so excited for a quarterback and now to have us be where we are already um it's just it 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 does suck you know um it feels like the last year jets like i feel like we're in the kind of the the same place we were at at the end of the year where they lost to the lions they lost to the jaguars they lost to the dolphins at the end of the year i feel like we're right back there but now it's not week 15 16 17 it's week three and we talked about so many problems that we had with this team going into the into the season we'll get into the quarterback stuff in a little bit and plenty of other coaching decisions and stuff they talk about with the depth chart that they want to see more snaps of guys when they're in control of the roster and the depth chart and how many times, you know, people see snaps in the game. So that's, that's frustrating. Um, but yeah, it just feels like we're, we're in, in the same place. You know, there was no excitement in the game. It's three, it's three, nothing early. They scored, it's 10, nothing. And the, the, there's no juice to the stadium. And like, I feel bad for even like fire Man. I saw that video on fire, uh, that fire Man put out this, this week, Kyle, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, no, I I think like, it was like uh, NY uh, jets fans or whatever, put it out. Um, Jay and those guys. And it's like, you know, solid because because I guess Rogers said something about the Jets fans like, uh you know, don't don't boo or whatever. Like, you know, I expect fans to be there. Whatever he said this week. Again, I don't, I don't even completely know because I've been completely tuned out of the Jets stuff. Um, but uh, Fireman Ed came out and was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we were we were there last week. We're going to be pumped up this week. The energy is going to be there. I trust the team. And it's like. Oh, like really, you know, and then you see like Woody Johnson putting stuff out, like, oh, there's going to be a lot of fans out there this weekend. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be like 35% Chiefs fans, 15, 20% Taylor Swift fans, yeah. 50% Jets fans. There's going to be like 60,000 people there, maybe, maybe 65, 70 because of Taylor Swift, maybe, maybe even sold out. I don't know. Taylor, Taylor Swift is like a phenomenon that I didn't even know could exist in, in like today's age, but apparently it does. Um, so it's just not going to be exciting. And then the rest of the year, you know, we have the Eagles, the chargers, it's just not, not the most fun, Kyle, you know, Jags game again, last year, lions, the, the, the bills game late in the year. It just, I don't, I don't know. 33 points in, in three games. It just feels like it's uh, the last same 10 years. And, yeah. but, same old Jets, like the title. 33 points in three games, and you're watching the Dolphins put up 70 and could have bro- bro- you know broken a record. It just, it's not, not ideal. Yeah. So regarding what you said about, like, you know, not putting out a film review this weekend, I'm thinking, like, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to, Joe. You got a lot of stuff going on in your life. You don't have to. And that's kind of, like, the mentality that I've kind of adopted recently. It's like... You know, so, you know, I know that, you know, both of our, our stress of the team sometimes like, you know, I guess we like, well, I'm I'm also speaking like, you know, sometimes my wife sees how much the, the, I I almost feel bad for her that she has to see me kind of like depressed or whatever, because, oh, my football team's doing bad. And it's like, oh, I feel this obligation that I have to watch them every week and, oh, then watch the coaches film when it comes out and, oh, watch this prospect when they sign them and, oh, watch the, 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 the guys that they might draft. And it's like. You know, when you get older and more mature, it's like, yeah, I don't owe the Jets anything. What have they done for me? And, hmm. I, you know, I, it's some people listening to this must say, oh, well, this is a fake fan right here or whatever. It's like, nah, man, I'm not saying I'm going to go switch teams or anything like that. But at a certain point, why do you need to keep mm-hmm. devoting your time and money to a team that's just, you know, 
Sucks. Yeah, I, I think the time thing will always be there. Like, I'll always watch them, and I think I'll analyze it and all that stuff. Now, you know, the, the Gase year, I think I, I quit for like three or four months. I'm not I'm, that again, not doing any of that now. I'm not saying any of that. But there was a time in the Gase year where I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done doing this. So it gets to that point. Like, I would always pay attention to it. I was, I would, I would always watch it. I would always follow people on Twitter and put out tweets and and whatever. But when it comes to like the film and you know buying jerseys and going to games and going to road games, like I was thinking maybe maybe I could fit Vegas in this year. Maybe I could figure out a way to take personal days. And get there why am i going to vegas now you know unless trevor simeon becomes some mike white phenomenon and actually can carry carry it through more than you know a game or two um other than that i don't think i'm going to pull off the the financials you know hurdles i have to go to or, or go through or over to get to that game so um yeah it's just what it is you know at this point again kind of numb like you feel angry after the game i'm gonna say this and that and you get to the stream it's just like uh eh, you know all right well We'll see what happens with the Chiefs. Hopefully, they can shut them down a little bit, get a pick six, and make it interesting. I don't, I, I don't know, but some people watch this. Be like, oh, well, why can you be so mad at the team? The team they did so much to try to make you happy this year. They went out and they made the big trade for the veteran quarterback. It's like, yes, they did, but at the same time, they're choosing to stick with Zach Wilson. I mean, mm-hmm. you could, if you wanted, you could make a push for Philip Rivers. Tell me, Philip Rivers couldn't have had a, a legit shot to come off the street and win that game this past Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I will say is there's a, there's plenty of more options I would explore before Philip Rivers. Can I just put that in? Uh, who who else? Okay, Tom Brady. Uh, Col- sure, dude, not not even not even Tom Brady. Like Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is out there in free agency. And, you would and want Colt point- McCoy before Philip Rivers. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, at this Why? point, what I watch with Philip Rivers, I don't think he has anything left. I don't think he has anything left in his arm. I don't think he's the his, I, I his arm. Like that anymore. He's, he's never had a great so. arm, truthfully. No, but, I, know, I mean the dude throws with tremendous amount of anticipation. It's been two years. It's been two years. I think once you get those years off, you're you're, you're done, man. He, he's done. In my opinion, but okay. but regardless, I, I, I'm not, understand regardless what the options Cole, Cole you want. got a rag arm to begin with as well. So. Oh yeah, so does so does Trevor Simeon. And like the thing that's frustrating to me about this whole thing, and again, like I you know I want to put it in some like elaborate way and all this stuff, and we'll we'll talk to the chat in a little bit. But we kind of already led us into the quarterback thing. But it's like we were bitching about the whole quarterback situation for the entire year, Kyle, and we, we and we've already said that how many times? We don't have to reiterate it, but we've been we said it for however long. And the thing is, if you're bringing in Tim Boyle. If, if you're not confident in him being your, your three or backup to Zach Wilson and something happens, then why is he here? You know, is he here to just develop Zach Wilson? Well, then if he was here just to develop Zach Wilson, why don't you bring in another quarterback that you're confident in playing? Like, we knew that Zach Wilson cannot play this year. We knew how bad he played at the end of at the end of last year. And you come to this year, and he's your backup. When you know he should be on the bench for the entire year. So if it's not Zach Wilson, it should be Tim Boyle. That, that other quarterback should be the guy. And now he's just sitting on the practice squad, not obviously ready to start or do anything because they brought in Simeon. So what is Tim Boyle's role here other than to help Zach Wilson, I guess, like to teach him the offense? But they even do that for him in his, in his rookie year, bringing a veteran to help him teach the offense. Like, do they know they're, they're, like, they're, they're ass from their forehead with the quarterback situation sometimes? It's really frustrating um, with, how they, with, with how they've handled it. And you'd figure, even if the, even the excuse of the whole offseason, okay, they didn't bring in a quarterback. It is what it is. We didn't like it. But after... The Rodgers injury, you bring in a quarterback. If you do not have faith in Tim Boyle, you bring in a quarterback, right? It doesn't matter about Zach Wilson and how he feels about a quarterback coming in. We're not going to this Denzel Mim shit about him, you know, being upset that we brought in Keelan Cole and Elijah Moore and all this bullshit type of stuff. If he can't handle us bringing another quarterback, then he doesn't deserve to be the quarterback, but bring somebody in so they can learn the offense. So, and I kind of give them like the out of last week, like, okay, okay, maybe they gave Zach, you know, two, three weeks just to see if he would somehow miraculously uh, take a step in the right direction and be a solid backup quarterback. But clearly he hasn't taken a step in the right direction, but they should have had some insurance and, and got a guy like Simeon, but I'm um, sorry, like I was saying, I got off track there. 
maybe they're getting, maybe they're riding it out with Zach for two, three weeks and seeing if he could be that guy. And if he wasn't, they make a splash for some big quarterback. Again, I don't know who that would be trading assets for Jacoby Brissett or Minshew or something like that, which again, I don't think will personally happen with any of those guys because um, they're backups and they're actually playing right now for their teams. But regardless, whatever move they would make, um, Zach has failed and they bring in Trevor Simeon. It's like a guy we could have brought in three weeks ago. Like why not bring him in three weeks ago? What is the point of not bringing him in if Tim Boyle is not ready to start? So it's not like they made a splash. They just brought in Simeon to quiet the noise or like, what is it? I don't, I don't understand what happened. I truthfully don't have a good answer for that either. Um, yeah, you have the guy in your building. Granted he got hurt, but I mean, has the guy really ever been impressive anywhere he's went? No, I don't think so. I mean, like he, he's, he was on the street for a reason. So Mm -hmm. I, I really don't get it truthfully. Um, but if you were really serious about winning football games, and clearly you were if you went out and gotten Aaron Rodgers, and you really mm-hmm. want to salvage the season, there's a ton more options that you can go with other than Trevor Simeon. And, you know, we could talk about a gazillion other options and stuff too. You know, people on the stream last week floated out the name Matt Ryan. That was a name that we also talked about in terms of backups and stuff. Um, nobody really has interest in Joe Flacco, understandably so. Um, no, that was, that, that was top 20 on the roster last year. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, to somebody to at least somebody in the world. He was top 20 in the roster. So, yes. Hey, I, you know, he had some moments. Uh, anyway, um, man, I, and let's, let's be honest though. He, he was definitely better than Zach Wilson. Like if you, if you're talking about the totality of the amount of snaps that they, the two of them played last year, who was better? Joe Flacco. Um, but oh, anyway, God. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to say that, but it is the truth. So hard to say. Yeah, like his Browns game. You know, even though we kind of sucked that game, but like I didn't see anything like that from from Zach Wilson last year. It's just the Bucks game is the only game I would say could you know that Zach Wilson has over you know Joe Flacco. But like it's it's just so bad. I'm just so done talking about Joe Flacco and Colt McCoy and all these guys. But it's just again to me, it's it's bad roster management because if the, the plan should have been for Zach to have a complete redshirt year, you're banking on Rodgers behind a bad offensive line. Um, he's 38 years old. So bring in a backup who's worth something. Again, you know, you saw Gardner Minshew go in free agency. You saw Teddy Bridgewater. You saw a bunch of these guys. The Jets should have brought someone someone in from the jump. They don't do it. And then your guy gets injured and you wait three weeks to bring in Trevor Simeon when he could have been learning the playbook three weeks ago. And and again, Tim Boyle's here for no reason. Is it because he's Roger's friend? And like, did they, did they wait? Do you think it's a solid thing? Kyle, or do you think it's a Joe Douglas or like Woody Johnson thing where it's like, Hey, we're concerned about this kid's confidence or whatever it may be, you know, like the quarterback decision isn't in Salah's hands because we saw him like choking down words or trying to get words out um, the other day at the press conference, which I, again, hard to watch the press conferences, which I haven't called all of them, but you see the clips on Twitter and he's saying like Zach's the best option and all this stuff, which people are not talking about him fracturing the locker room because of how much faith he is pouring into him in the media. So like, there's so many different problems from quarterback to their off season moves with how they handled the quarterback situation to their, their reluctance to go away from Zach, their reluctance to go away from certain veterans in certain situations, them saying they're trying to get guys in the field when they have control of the offense and they can get the guy, those guys in the field. And it's not even a thing where like, we want to see people who are bad. We're seeing people who are out playing guys who are starting and then them be this raw, raw stuff about, you know, guys earning their reps and Rucker plays what one snap this week after talking last week that they want to get him more snaps. Amazing. Like, what are we doing? And, and like Harbin, we, we questioned the signing from the beginning about how many snaps he's going to get his actual role in this offense, but Cobb versus Harbin, Harbin saw how many snaps last week. 
Like, w- like what are we doing here with the and, and the offense is running on first down and the quarterback decisions and and Salah hand, handling the media and the locker room frac- uh, fracturing and Namath coming out, dude. Kyle, it's week three. It's not in the end of September. How many years have this been where it's week two or three and the year is over? And now the again, all of these problems already. We're not even running through week four. It's not even a quarter of the season, and we're already talking like this. And Simeon is the answer if 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 Wilson goes down. And hey, in 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 a great world, Simeon brings us to seven, eight wins on the high end. That's the high end for, for Simeon. Again, maybe it's nine and I'm shocked. Something like that. Again, being positive, probably. Like that's that's our year compared to what it was supposed to be. And I know again. We're bitching about the past and what and what happened with Rodgers. But again, I said I'm not getting over it until until you know um, they the Jets win a Super Bowl, they make the playoffs or whatever it may be. Um, and we're gonna keep harping to, you know to it what would have happened with Rodgers and all that stuff. But um, it's not just a quarterback position; it's like a multi layered problem right now with the entire team, you know, fan base, everything. It's crazy. I don't know, man. Any any fan out there, Jets fan that's happy with seven eight wins, I don't know what to tell you, man. And I think. Overall, this tweet had a, a positive reception, but I said something like, I've had more fun uh, rooting for the Jets to lose in recent years than I've had rooting for them to win. Dude. And if you're telling me would I take seven, eight wins or would I take uh, another two-win season, I'm sign, already. Me the, sign me up for the two-win season, man. Kyle, you're, you're right. You're right. Like, and, and, and it sucks to say that, right? But if we if we had to sign a contract right now for the 15th pick like we had last year, the 13th pick, the 10th pick, whatever it may be, one of those type of picks – or the second or third pick right now, which I legitimately do not think there's any world where we're worse than the Brown or the the, uh, the Bears and some of those other teams at the, at the bottom. So maybe pick three or four. But how many quarterbacks come out? Like if I could sign a contract right now for the second pick, okay, you know I would do it. At the end, of the, at the end of the time, at the end of the the year, at best, we're gonna hope for eight nine wins for the long term success of this franchise. Them tanking would be the best thing. Again. Fairy tale land. That's not happening. The Jets are going to win, in my opinion, six seven games. They're going to be in that twelve to 15 range, whatever it may be. Their defense is too good. They're playing teams like the Texans, the Commanders, again, who have impressed even more so than the Jets right now, but they're going to get some wins to not put themselves in that bottom five or anything like that. So you're not going to be able to necessarily get that quarterback. So we're going to be in that purgatory again, which again, it's been happening for for forever now. Um, and really, like it's, it's almost to the point where it's just like, I almost want to just fast forward my fandom to August of 2024. Because at least next year, we'll talk ourselves into the hope of the next first-round pick, however they're going to address the offensive line in the offseason. Maybe they do something with the receiving core, whatever it may be. Or they just don't address positions like they did last you know, like this year. They don't get a quarterback. They don't get a real number two receiver after Corey Davis retires. They sell, they signed Dalvin Cook for $8.5 million, which is way too much. They signed guys like Lakin Tomlinson or Jordan Whitehead, who we initially didn't like. So, like, I, we, And we've been defenders of Douglas for a long time, Kyle. But there are some questionable moves in terms of how he's handled the quarterback situation, the tight end position. Again, the, the rookie OC the rookie head coach rookie quarterback you know combo um free agency moves obviously it just it, it's there are questions about this and it's almost getting to the point now and again we're getting to the chat and we're just getting into a bunch of like tangents right now in a bunch of different directions but it's almost you, know, you had a lot of hope for these guys in the offseason with the hard knock stuff but it seems like that's all dissipated in, and again in three weeks so there's no excitement for that anymore but it doesn't if this doesn't work out with rogers there's an, there's obviously a very clear avenue where both these guys are gone in two years and like we have to do this all over again and then is Sauce back? Is Garrett back? Is AVT back? Are these guys back? Does a new guy want to make his new you know, stamp on the roster? Because you know, next year we can all have hope. And, and I do. I hope they win the Super Bowl next year. But what's to say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back and, and we get to the you know the wild card rounds and any any retires and he has a tough year after trying to come back from an Achilles injury? You know, like that's just as likely for Jets fans. If anything, that might be a high ceiling for what we typically see. Like, I'm sorry to be so negative, but this year was supposed to be a Super Bowl. 
and it's and turned into this. Do we have so much hope him coming off a you know Achilles injury at 39, 40 years old? <laughs> we'll see. Has so it ever been done just, in the NFL before? Has any player? Granted, you know he's a quarterback, so he doesn't have to you know plant and things yeah. as much as other. But any player coming from a torn Achilles at forty years old? Yeah, and it, and it lasts a year, Kyle. And then let's say you know they had a disappointing year. Does does Salah and Douglas get fired? You know for how they handle the quarterback position? Because listen, like and I'm not trying to be this guy, but. Sunday night football, if as soon as Zach Wilson goes three and out once or twice, there's going to be boost. I was in that I was in the stands on with as the there should games, be. there's already boost. And people like listen, I'm not gonna get to anybody, I'm not gonna talk about anybody specific on Twitter, but there's people saying like, oh, we shouldn't boo Zach Wilson all this stuff. Dude, listen. Not, not, not dude, listen, They're females too, but whoever, listen, I've been to plenty of games and the shit that the fans sit through for the last 10 years. If a guy is playing on the field who doesn't deserve to be playing, I think the fans have every single right to boo that player because if anybody else is playing like that at any position, the Jets should bench that player, even though, you know, Uzama does and all that stuff and they don't. But regardless, you know, we're talking about Zach Wilson, who has been Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell, Blaine Gabbert, you know, type level, Josh Rosen type numbers in the last two years or three years with the Jets. Um, so when he's consistently pushed out there by the franchise and that's their guy and they're backing the media and all this stuff, whether it be Douglas's decision, Sal's decision, I think the fans have the right to boo that product. Of course they do. They absolutely do. And, you know, I mean, like some players use the boos and stuff as motivation to get better. Like, you know, Tom Brady in retirement is, you know, talking about uh, the little extra things that give him the juice. I saw this clip that was being shared around that. You know, he didn't really have friends on other teams. And the guy's like, well, what about former teammates? He's like, yeah, to an extent. He's like, but, mm-hmm. you know, I always wanted to be in it with my guys. And, you know, if I was, you know, it, one thing that annoyed me a little bit is like immediately after the Dallas game and this past game, like I see a bunch of these, you know, players like already exchanging jerseys and like big smiles on their face. And it's like, and and by the way, Quinn Williams is one such person I saw having a huge smile on his face, dabbing up the person from the other team. And I understand, like, you know, people, you're, you're your friends or whatever. You know, you maybe play college ball with them or whatever. Yeah, there's but a lot more, like, 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 training with, like, Exos and all that stuff where you meet people. Definitely more so than back when, like, we're already saying this. We're, you know, 30 and you're a little bit older than me. But, like, back in our day, you know, the 2000s football guys, I don't think we're training as much together and all that stuff. So there's a lot more, like, interconnectivity between players. But I get what you're, where you're going. I definitely do. My point is, it's like the, like a big, like literally the game just immediately ended and you're smiling ear to ear. I mean, it's just, I don't know, yeah. to me, uh, I get it. Like, you know, some of these guys, maybe they don't even care so much for like winning. Oh, I just do it for the contract and the money or whatever. But I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I personally am not such a huge fan of that. But so someone like Brady, um, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would be, oh, you know, dabbing people up and, you know, right after the game, smiling, especially after a loss. Maybe he does it sometimes or whatever. I mean, like I did see uh, after he played San Francisco last year, you know, he's, um, you know, shaking people's hands and stuff. But anyway, so it's like uh, the whole thing with booing Zach, like, you know, people can air their frustrations out and it's your job as a player to use that as motivation. People can, you know, they, they spent money on the ticket. They can choose to do whatever they want. I don't know. That's a rambling tangent right there. <clears> no, I, I, I agree. Like, especially we've been exposed to this product. Like let's, uh, let's be fair jets fans. And sometimes I'll shit on them at the, for not being at the games and not making noise or whatever. Like the nine 11 thing was, was great. Obviously with, um with how we respond with the Rogers. And like, I felt the juice in the first time for the, in, in the fan base for in a really long time, Kyle, it's been since 2015, like that Pats game, that bills game. There's a little bit of that, but even that those years, we knew we weren't getting very far with, 
Fitzpatrick, and even the years with Rex with the defense. We and, were just happy and, to and make Sanchez. the playoffs. Like Sanchez, Fitzpatrick. you felt it those years, but you kind of doubted because of of Sanchez. But this year, like coming into it, like this is I think the what might have been the best we've ever been set up to actually go somewhere. Dude, even um, Rex Ryan, who obviously loved those 20, 2009 and twenty ten teams, yeah, said this is the most talented Jets roster that he, he's ever seen. And the difference is quarterback. So we had that excitement again. And after being exposed to what we've been exposed to the last couple of years between Gase and the end of McCagnan and Bowles and the end of Rex with Isaac, and you're going to continue to push out a bad product and back him in the media. Again, I, I, fans have, we've been the most tortured fan base pretty much at least the last 10 to 15 years compared to any fan base in, in all of sports, Kyle. Like we, I think fans deserve the bill. So like I mean, the, least, those fans on the bill, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Browns and stuff like they've gotten the first overall pick. You know, the Jackson Jaguars, yeah. you know, they, they've been to an AFC championship game back in 2017 and almost won yep. it, too. Yep. They've they gotten the more, first overall pick. Now. You know, the, the, yeah. the Browns had their good defense. They had the years of Baker, which were somewhat exciting um, with a really good defense with Chubb and all those guys. We, and Amari Cooper I mean, and we had to else. sit through that Gase year, 2020, and not even get the first overall pick. What yeah, after how bad we were. And then even the year with Darnold, you know, was that the year – that was the year before, obviously. Yeah, the year before with Donald when we won seven games. It's like we were beating the worst teams ever, but in the worst ways. Like I don't even remember because I've embraced that. The Giants, the Redskins, but, you know. The Giants one was kind of fun because of the Jamal Adams like strip and all that stuff. That's when we still like Jamal Adams, but yeah, and Saquon had like one yard or something like that on I don't know how many carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the whole sending thing again, I, I asked this question. I don't know if you really answered it before, and we'll get to I the just, chat. I was now, just saying, like, I was making your point for you that oh, the yeah. teams that they beat were not particularly good. I mean, they did have a win yeah. over the Steelers at MetLife, which was a pretty good team, but no, I'm saying the whole, the whole, so the whole decision to not bring in a quarterback after the Rogers injury, do you think that's a JD thing? Do you think that's a solid thing? Do you think it's, I don't think it's a Woody Johnson. Do I don't, I don't think it's a Woody Johnson thing and it sure okay. as hell better not be a Woody Johnson thing. That would be, I mean, that would be a very big problem. Yeah. <laughs> very, I mean, like, very big problem, which there was a little bit of rumors about him having bankroll problems and all that stuff. I don't really know about that. I know, I think it's like Josina Anderson maybe pushed that out there or maybe hinted towards it or whatever. If I'm taking the report wrong, I'm sorry. I don't know if it was her, but um, I don't think that's I don't think that's the issue. But do you think again, is it a is it a babying Zach thing or is it them being stubborn and saying we don't need that backup quarterback? You know, we're fine. Rogers gonna be fine. Zach is fine. Again, and that's I a problem in itself is, because this, buying this into is, Zach after what he did last year is a problem. If you can just be convinced in three months in the offseason that hey, we're fine. Rogers not gonna get hurt. Zach's good enough. You're full. Like it just is what it this, is, Kyle. We bet you got it from my reading of it. I think Joe Douglas, Robert Sala would really like to reach out to someone like Tom Brady, but they can't. You cannot bring Tom Brady in. How's Aaron Rodgers going to feel about that? He's not going to like that. He, it, if, if Tom Brady came in here and made a serious push for the Super Bowl, that's going to steal all Aaron Rodgers' thunder. And you, you, you moved heaven and earth to go and get Aaron Rodgers. You can't do something like that. And what are the other alternatives? Like, if you seriously really wanted to win, what are uh, Kirk Cousins? Would Aaron Rodgers like that too? He wouldn't like that either. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, dude. No, and listen. At the end of the day, the Kirk Cousins thing. If 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 we have to push for the for the Super Bowl, let let's just say in some fantasy world, whatever the Jets are not even a fantasy world. The Jets are two and four or something like that. When the Vikings decide they want to trade him, and the Jets think they can rebound on their season, and he was to get traded for again for whatever the price is. I'm not saying it's realistic or anything like that, but. If that were to happen for one year because he's gone after this year and Rodgers couldn't accept it, then that's on Rodgers. Like you, you, the Jets, the Jets owe their fans a year to at least push for the for the playoffs and to win nine, 10, 11 games. And if you can't handle that, that Kirk did with the Jets, then sorry, dude, 
then you just you just can't understand the suffering that this fan base has had because but us sitting here's Trevor the problem, and, the, and, and Joe, Wilson Joe, the problem is Boyle for the next couple of months is going to be Kirk terrible. Cousins is a legit quarterback. If you win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, who's 35, which is four or five years younger than Aaron Rodgers, you have to bring Kirk back. Goodbye. If we if we won a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, then okay. Kyle, again, Fantasyland. It, it's it's not going to happen. With Kirk I'm just saying. I'm just saying though that goodbye. The Jets, I, I don't care. We got what we wanted. The Jets don't. The curse dies. Uh, how realistic they think? Oh, we bring Kirk Cousins in. It's already almost a quarter of the way through the season. He hasn't had an off season to practice with the team and stuff. How yeah. realistic is it that you're actually going to win a Super Bowl? I, so I, yeah, yeah. I, I, why? Why go through trading capital and, and and spending the money to not have a realistic shot and to piss off Rodgers in the process? I am I'm I'm saying I really don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, less than a five oh, yeah, less than five percent chance. But in terms of Boyle, like, do you think there's a specific reason they, they, like, chose they don't him? have any any options where you could realistically win? Like you don't have, there's nobody you can sign that's realistically going to give you a shot to really make a deep push. Uh, what were you saying? Do you think, about do you think Wentz, Wentz or McCoy would have been a better reason than like or better, or better signing Ben Simeon? And obviously with Wentz, listen, yes, three yes, teams in three years, he could be a locker room problem. And if that's spreading behind you know the scenes and we don't know that and GMs know that, then I get them not signing him. But McCoy, you know, Colt McCoy did okay with the with the Cardinals last year. Like, didn't Simeon lose out a, like a, a backup job this this offseason? Like he was he with did. somebody. He did. He was with who was he with this this offseason? He was at I, want to, I want to say the Bengals, but I, I could be totally wrong about that. Okay, so he was he was on a team and he got cut, so he's not even a number two quarterback to some, to some teams. And maybe he could be a good two, a number two quarterback for the Jets again. You know, maybe, maybe, but regardless, him over McCoy, like, is it a thing where they just know him? Is it a thing where they don't want to hurt Zach's confidence? And it's, hey, you know, the fans are bitching about it. So let's throw them a bone. Like, is this their, do, do they think this is legitimately their best chance to win? Because in my opinion, you owe, you owe it to the fans. If Simeon's in a call, you know, win you five games and you think McCoy would win you seven, but you're scared about Zach's confidence or something like that, or giving him the, the keys to the car over Simeon, then I, that's a mistake. It's like, is that their thinking? I don't do I don't, I don't know anymore. It's, it's hard to even like try to process this stuff because I'm just trying to push it so far out of my mind. I'm with you, man. And I'm trying to push it out of my mind too. So, yeah. So before we get to the check, I, I, we, we kind of mentioned something before. Um, Namath and the sideline arguments. I mentioned it kind of you when know, we were talking the first five minutes of the, of the episode. Uh, thoughts on that whole thing with Namath coming out and I don't Michael K. Show, I believe it was. Joe's he, an old man. He could say whatever the hell he wants. I'm not the hugest fan of Joe Namath. I'm, listen, I didn't watch the guy play. Yeah. All I can do is you know, look at here. look at some highlights and look at the stats. His stats are not very good. I know he's a super talent. Um, you know, he, the swagger and stuff. I don't know. I mean, like. Just even his personality is not necessarily my forte or whatever, but the, he's an old man. They haven't won a Super Bowl since him. He has the right to say whatever the hell he wants. I, I yeah, don't care. He's a fan and he's pissed, you know? Yeah, he can say whatever yeah. he wants. I get um, it. If they, if they can't rebound from it, then then are they the right guys for the spot anyway? Now, I understand that he's also coming in the building and you know meeting some of these guys and 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 they treat him with the utmost respect and what did Salah call him a quota icon or something like that so i get why Salah and Douglas and all these guys don't like him saying that but mm-hmm. listen you have to respect his freedom of speech yeah now side lot arguments too that's something we saw this week obviously circulating around twitter during the game and stuff and this is all stuff i see the next day or the next two days so i'm not really on my phone during the game um but michael carter yelling at was it embry the the running back coach um yeah. you have was it garrett wilson and uh, by the way the the running Zach back wilson coach his his body language that was really strange he just walked away 
kind of like ducked his yeah, head. Yeah, but he kind of like shrugged his shoulders and stuff and put his head down. It's like, you're a coach, man. Like, you're supposed to be the alpha in that relationship. Great. Yeah. Like, the player could kick your ass, but like, <laughs> don't let the player disrespect you like that. I mean, that that was oh, dude. that that's that was my whole. I mean, who the, I don't know what the hell was said, but it looked like the player just kind of like bitched him out for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. And, and you've heard a little bit of rumors. I think, again, jo- Josie Anderson said like and, and I think other people have hinted towards it on Twitter, some beat reporters and stuff like that. Like there are inklings of people specifically. I'm sure the defensive players getting a little bit pissed off because, listen, at the end of the day for the players too, like they saw what happened last year. They knew what Zach Wilson was. They bought Mike White shirts. They backed him. You know, Flacco came into the game over over Wilson late in the year. Like, they know what he was last year. And I'm sure Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and all these guys are pissed that they're pushing this guy out there again and, and Salah's coming out in the media and backing him. And, again, he's in a hard spot where he can't necessarily say, oh, he sucks. But at the same time, you don't have to praise him and say, like, he's, you know, this improvement and that improvement. He's so good here and all that stuff. Like, say, he has to play better. And it seems like Salah got a little bit, uh, more confident once you know Simeon got here, and I think the comments, you know, comments like a couple of days ago were now like, oh, he has to play better. Where three, four, five days ago it was, oh, well, Zach's great at this and that, and he's taking you know steps here, and people can have whatever thoughts they want, whatever. But like the players, I'm sure are are pissed too because they know that he should not be playing quarterback. Like you see it on the teams, Josh Dobbs come in, Baker Mayfield come in after three, four, five days of practice, whatever that was last year. You see a bunch of backup quarterbacks come into games and, and at least have some success. We have, we've had 33 points, I believe, in three games, right? 33 points, 10 points last week, wide open receivers. 33 the Patriots, points. The Patriots some of those came sitting, off special teams and one of them yeah. in the Bills came off a turnover. Yeah, I don't think I count, I don't think I counted them. Yeah, one was a Brees Hall run that we got a field goal off because we couldn't we could be uh, because we couldn't finish. But like you're talking about, some quarters already having like six yards and stuff like that. Like in the Cowboys game, I think first quarter we had we had you know seven, twelve yards, whatever it was, and it's just like crazy that we're still the offense is this bad in 2023. Like I get the problems that you know we're going to encounter because of of Aaron Rodgers and stuff, and save me the excuse of the you know the offense and changing it to Zach, which you do somewhat because Aaron Rodgers is a different level thinker than Zach, but still, you know, it's not a completely new offense. Like the the whole oh he has to adjust for two, three, four, five weeks thing is a little bit of bullshit to me. But um there are guys out there doing it. So for them to keep pushing this out there for the offense and for the defense is it's it's like a malpractice at this point. I keep pushing this kid out uh, out here. So you don't bring in a backup quarterback. Now Simeon's going to take a week or two, whatever. You might, you're obviously going to lose this game. If you go to Denver next week, uh, Kyle, and we lose to that team, when Zach Wilson's the, the quarterback, like, dude, like we're after getting they just gave really, up 70 points as well. After they just gave up 70 points, Sean Payton, like at that point, because listen, we all expected this week. Last week sucked. This week we expected. So we're going to just go into the next week. You know, we're going to, you know, water off a duck's back because Jets fans are, loose, are, are used to losing. But now you're at one in three. You go to one and four in Denver, Kyle. What what happens next week? You know, then is it is it Simeon? He comes like at that point. Honestly, I'd rather have Simeon this week. I'd rather see Simeon next week. Um, but with that being said, uh, it can get very bad very quickly here. It's 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 very bad early. So um, I guess we're getting to the chat. Obviously, again, sorry for the negativity. I mean, for, listen, for if they want to save here, their but... jobs, they they have to do something at quarterback because I just don't see how you could stick with Wilson. They owe the team something better than Wilson, Kyle. And like, you know, last week with the whole Dallas game, like, okay, a little bit of hope. He was better in the pocket. He's more accurate. He's been more accurate this year. But a little bit of hope that maybe he could just be a decent backup quarterback. And then right, just like he always does, maybe a decent game. And then four or five terrible ones where he can't hit open receivers again. And the Pats were just sitting inside. Like how many routes were to the sideline? And they were just sitting inside because they knew Wilson would not throw to the sideline. He was so hesitant. There was, there were so many plays where, 
you know, or there's at least a couple of plays where I saw Garrett Wilson wide open, uh, Garrett and Lazard wide open, him looking at guys not throwing the ball, drag routes underneath open that he's not throwing the ball to for Yak, checking the ball down again on fourth and 10, whatever that was, taking a sack, uh, rolling into pressure with uh, from Beckton and falling on the ground. Obviously, he didn't just fall down and fall down. He, he, he kind of hit himself into Beckton. But, like, it was very, very bad again. And these guys in the locker room know, like, this has to end because we have to at least try to win a few games. And with Zach playing the way he is, if we play like we did against the Jaguars last year, the Lions last year, et cetera, we're only going to win four or five games. You know, it, it, it's, it's the truth of it. And, and I don't think the locker room can handle that. I just don't. Uh, of course not. I mean, <laughs> in a season where you were predicted to be, as Aaron Rodgers said, one of those six to 12 teams that has a shot at the Super Bowl, And then it's the complete opposite. I mean, like it's so depressing when you think about it that, Oh, we were going to have a top five-ish quarterback this season, and literally they have the worst starting quarterback right now. I can't mm-hmm. think of anyone else starting NFL games right now that's worse. No. It's, it's um, again the most it's, important it's, position in all sports. That's quite of uh, opposite end of the you know spectrum. That's the worst place in all of sports to be bad at, and we've been historically bad. Like, And, again, regardless of what, whatever you want to say about numbers, these you know, the numbers are there with – the biggest bust of all time. Again, the Leafs, the Russells, the, the Blaine Gabberts, the, you know, whoever else um, out there. So Josh Rosen, so it's just, it's, it's unacceptable at this point, but let's say hello to some people in the chat again. Sorry for the depression for a couple of minutes. And there was people in the chat, like 15 minutes before it and a decent amount. So people are quite depressed and want to air it out a little bit. Rich DeBeau, um, which I believe is saying his name, right. But uh, one of, one of our biggest supporters. So hello. Hello here live, if you're still here. Again, an hour behind, but we're going to run through the chat, Kyle. And then we're going to get into the game a little bit. We'll talk about the Chiefs for all of, let's agree, two minutes. Because what is there to preview about that game? Um, so, but let's get to the chat. Uh, can we can we at least get some pre-snap motions or uh, or a Hardman jet sweep? Not a Zach Truther, but give some sort of life ref when he's drowning. <clears throat> Kyle, and there's been some stuff on Twitter this week about, oh, you need to let Zach do a little bit more, which, listen, do I want to see some more play action rollouts? Do I want to see some more, you know, um, just high? I, I love I love the motion where he's, you know, the, the play where, you know, he's boot, boots to his left and throws to Uzama. I would love to see more of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see a little bit more movement for him. I want to see more simplification for him, just like rolling it out. But again, at a certain point for Hackett, and I blame Hackett for plenty of things. Again, we shut on him bad last week. The first down runs this week were really bad as well. Um, but there's only a certain amount you can simplify an offense before a, a guy just can't do it. Like if he's having receivers run wide open and Zach can't hit them, what is he supposed to do? You know, on the, on those individual plays. And that's kind of what we said about Michael Floor last year at certain times. We didn't like Michael Floor, but there was certain plays where guys were running wide open and Zach was not hitting them. So yes, Hackett's been absolutely terrible, but this game, I, I put it more on Zach for not seeing guys, but, um, and that's only a little bit, honestly, because Hackett's been dreadful to start as well, Kyle, like last week with the Cowboys game, I thought he was even worse than Zach. Um, and this game, again, plenty of problems running, running on first down was dreadful in this game. Every single second down felt like it was second and nine, second and 10, you know, a penalty second and eight. And then we didn't do anything on that play. And then it's third and eight, third and 10, whatever it was behind the sticks. And top. remember that Sam Donald year where we averaged like one yard on, on first down every single time. And I, I think we even third down was like eight or plus for almost every single one that year. It feels like that again. And, and you're sitting there watching him. Like, they're not going to convert this. They're not going to drive down the field. They're going to punt it. It's just, it was, it was so bad. Um, 
But with that being said, again, this offense does lack creativity. I want to see Zach on the roll uh, on, on rollouts more. I want to see even maybe a little bit read option. You know, get him hit a little bit. When you're, when you're hurrying Zach up and he's taking hits and you're hurrying up the offense, he seems to play at least a little bit better when he's on those type of roles. You know, get him running for 10 yards on on an on a RPO, read option, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Have some quick reads over the middle, but they're not doing that either. So Zach is hurting the team and Hackett's hurting the team with the first down runs. And again, it's just like so multi-layered because you have to feel you, you feel you have to cook carries. The run, the run blocking has been struggling, and we'll give credit to the offensive line this week. This is their best week overall. Um, but Zach sucks. Cook sucks. Eight and a half million dollars. Like it's just, uh, it's it's we're at a low point. We're definitely at a low point. So I, again, I apologize a little bit to the chat. <laughs> so, um, I shouldn't apologize for speaking the truth. Let's go to yeah. the next. Let's go to the next chat. Yeah, hard, but Harbin overall, Kyle, we got to see him more, right? Like at, at this point, I don't know what Kyle played this I, week. I don't so understand. I, I don't understand yeah. why you signed the guy for that's not, he didn't get a huge contract or anything like that, but like you know, you sign a guy for for six million dollars right that's after you trade game. Elijah Moore. This is a guy who should be integrated into your offense. Yeah. And the, here's what I heard: you and I were not going to training camp practices, but you and I read those long three uh, t- uh, tweet threads from Mr. Robbie Sabo and other people, and everyone was saying, "Oh, Hardman is going to be very involved in this offense." Well, he's not. And I understand, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is down. So, you know, you, you switch up the offense. Okay. But how does a guy who seemed to be very involved in the offense, all of a sudden the quarterback goes down, are you changing the offense that much? And if you are changing it that much, that's such an indictment on Zach Wilson, which is all the more yeah. reason why he shouldn't be playing. Yeah, and, and and again, just with the whole Harbin Rucker thing, it, it's it, you want to play them more, then play them more. It's like, oh, we don't get enough plays. Well, maybe it's because you're not playing them more. And uh, and people will shit on Cobb for being the th- the third receiver, and I will as well, Kyle. But, but again, context. I was okay with Cobb as a five, and we talked about that. Completely okay with Cobb as a five. I actually liked him as a five. Cobb seeing however many reps, 50, 60, 70% of the reps, again, whatever he's playing right now, it's too much. you know. And you have Lazard, a guy who – he dropped what two, maybe maybe one or two balls this week, and he and he didn't fight back for at least another ball or two. Like we said, Lazard was not. He's he's an okay three. Now he's in the offense as your two. We are okay with Cobb as a as a five. He's now your three. You know the plan with the offensive line, which we've talked about. Becton, they didn't necessarily replace him. Like again, their offensive line last year had a litany of problems. Right, their answer to their offensive line last year was let's bring in. Um, basically, let's replace George Fant, one veteran, with another veteran who, in my opinion, is worse than Billy Turner, and let's draft the guy in the fourth round in, in Carter Warren, a guy who's not pro-ready at all, in my opinion, and that's our solution for the offensive line. And I know the offensive line had a good game uh, this week, but well, the fact that ABC... No, listen, and, and, yes, and, okay, and Tittman in the middle, and Schweitzer replaced, he's, you know, kind of that that uh, Nate Herbig role, so yes, Tittman was added, so, you know, bravo on that, but tackle was the biggest problem last year, and they don't really do anything to tackle other than a fourth-round rookie. You're depending on Dwayne Brown coming back from surgery, who's 38, 39 years old. You're, you're depending on Becton, who has been healthy through three weeks, but he wasn't healthy for the last two years. So, again, your answer is Billy Turner, Max Mitchell, who we know struggled last year, even you know for whatever you want to say for him, uh, about him. He struggled as a starter last year. He struggled not for a, a third- or fourth-round rookie. He didn't struggle, but him, 
and Billy Turner, that's your answer. Like we, I think we need something more there. And I get, you know, Orlando Brown didn't want to come here and he took less money and whatever it was, but there was guys in the free agency market, Kyle, like you couldn't have traded for uh, Kelvin Beecham or Josh Show wasn't it Josh Jones from the uh, Cardinals. He was traded for whatever he was traded for. You yeah. couldn't have traded for him. Like, there was nothing you could have done at the offensive line. And obviously the offensive line wasn't a problem necessarily last week, but I'm not going to guarantee it's not going to be for the rest of the year. And again, pr- part of the problem with the offensive line thing is like you had the plan to play ABT at guard the entire year. One injury at tackle, ABT's back at tackle. Like one injury away from the plan from the plan all offseason to crumble. So it's 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 not just it's not just them, you know, not playing Rucker and the problem at backup quarterback and the and the plan at receiver. It's it's there's there's quite a few um issues with how we went into this year. And I, I think Rogers kind of you know blinded us a little bit, but, but not so much that we didn't at least talk about it on the show somewhat. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it, it never was a great plan to just, just sit with uh, Dwayne Brown being as old as he is. And everyone made a whole big deal of, Oh, he's a warrior man. You know, he played the whole year with the injured shoulder or whatever. And it's like, is it the same shoulder that he's out for right now? The one that he played with that was all injured all last year. I, I honestly don't know if, if if the chat can tell us. I would I would love that if you're if you're at the bottom of the chat. I'm at the chat at six forty seven right now, so we have to do lightning round the chat already. We got into a tangent for an hour, so it is what it is. <laughs> well, we can go right to the chat right now because I don't. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I want I don't have anything to super insightful to say anyway. But um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, in Joe Douglas's entire tenure with the Jets, mm-hmm. he has done a lot in terms of spending and pursuing people and offering big contracts to offensive linemen and spending premium picks on the offensive line. Uh, unfortunately, some of that hasn't worked out. You know, the ABT injury injury last year, also having to play him at tackle. Everyone knows with Becton, um, we'll the, the jury's still out on, you know, Joe Tipman, but he has put in a lot of money. Uh, but, but also yeah, but, that's, that's part of the problem too, though, is like, where do you pour them? And again, some of his freedom signings have been good. I, I personally enjoy the Conklin one. You know, obviously Reed has worked out and there's been some other ones we could talk about, you know, JFM and whatever it may be. But you can question Lakin Tomlinson too, Kyle. Like we watched that and we knew he didn't deserve $17 million and he puts that money into into Lakin Tomlinson. He also, you know, drafted a guy in, in Carter Warren who I personally did not enjoy. So he puts he puts a lot of money into it. But if you have some problem with the evaluation of tackles. Or, or of offensive linemen, then that's, is, is that a problem as well? And I don't feel that way with Becton. You know, I, obviously there was some injury risk. Even though he didn't have injuries in college, you have to consider with that size that there is more of an injury risk than a guy who's 320 pounds. You have to factor that in. And I like uh, Joe Tipman, but, you know, Lakin Tomlinson has been his biggest investment minus Becton. Obviously that hasn't worked out because of injury, so that kind of sucks. But your other biggest investment hasn't worked out in the slightest. And, and he, you know, he was decent this game and last game he was a little bit better. Like he hasn't been as bad last year, but – Still, is that is that a problem with his evaluation um, as well? Which player are you specifically talking about? I'm just saying, like with the offensive line, he pours assets into it. But is there a problem with what he's pouring it into? Because you can have the idea to it's a great idea to want to pour it into something, but if you're not pouring it into the right places, then does it really matter? Regarding the Becton thing, that's that's so tough. Like, yeah, of course you you, know, you should consider yeah. an injury with someone that big, but at the same time. You can't like, oh, we're, I'm going to take a slightly lesser player who I don't like their their talent and what they can be as much just because mm-hmm. maybe they'll be injured. I mean, like yeah, he yeah. didn't have an injury history. Like, yeah, of course, they they check every player's medicals, every little bit of it. But, you know, you don't you're not going to really weigh so much into what ifs as as to yeah. what has already happened yeah. in terms of injuries. Anyway, yeah, we can go to the chat. 
I, I think I think his biggest problem is obviously with the offensive line the last couple of years. Realistically, people talk about the Brian Khalil signing, all that. It's it's been it's been the Lincoln Tomlinson signing that that was a that was a misevaluation. And then in my opinion, this year not bringing more at backup tackle was a flaw to me. And we talked about that before before the season. They needed to do more, in my opinion, because I didn't feel that Billy Turner, Max Mitchell, or you know Carter Warren was enough if Becton you know went down. Um, and obviously he's been playing, you know, he's he- healthy and hopefully he is for 17 games, but I don't think you can rely on that. So again, now that Brown is down, okay, Becton's back to left tackle and ABT's at, you know, right tackle. So your plan fell apart with one injury. Like that was your plan, one injury away and it's, and it's gone. Just like your receiving, well, I'll, I'll, your receiving core is another thing too. Corey Davis is gone now. Nothing there. Like what if Alan Lazard or Garrett Wilson goes out for a game? It's Alan Lazard, Cobb and, and Hardman running out there. With a struggling Zach Wilson, like it's just we we we're really like overconfident in our starters. Like Garrett's going to be fine. Aaron, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. Everybody's going to be healthy. Like was it just like blind faith that everybody like we're going to have no injuries this year? Like what, what was the plan? So um, let's keep going on. Uh, by the way, I love the title. I don't know what, what, what is the title? Uh, I, I don't the same know. old Jets. Same old Jets. I know the narrative is that Zach is about to get his final chance, but I think unless it's a complete disaster, they're going to keep rolling with him. Like. We'll run through Dude, the Robert Sala and Joe Douglas' jobs are potentially on the line. If you club yeah. this season with everyone's talking about how good this roster was, yeah, I get it. Your most important piece went down, but if you have like, I think they're here as long as Rogers five, is here. To you know, be honest, top Kyle. five draft pick. What did you say? I think they're here as long as Rogers is here. I don't think they change it all. It all, it all next year. So, but I think this year could be like, hey, listen, next year we're you, going. You to don't. You don't think. Through. You don't think that they would get fired. Well. There is the whole Hackett thing too. Because what does Rogers say? What does Rogers say? It's, it's Rogers decision. If Rogers is committed to this team next year, they're not going to do something Rogers doesn't want. They're going to give. They're going. They're going to want Rogers to feel like he's in the best position to win the Super Bowl that year. And if that year falls apart, just, then I, hey, I it might be a complete think, rebuild. I mean, we're we're kind of talking again fantasy land because I don't think they're going to win two, three, four games anyway. No, no. I'm just saying if you did, like that would be hard to keep the staff around. It it really would be. But I do understand, like, okay, this team, this staff is tied to Rodgers and stuff. But, wow. mm-hmm. um, okay, so moving on. If the Jets finish with another 10-plus loss uh, season, that would be a New York Jet record, and jobs have to be lost, and no one should be sh- uh, shaming Joe Namath because he's 100% right. Yeah, no, again, we, did, we didn't criticize Joe Namath at all. He's completely okay to say what he's been saying. It's, it's, been, it's been dreadful. And there was something today that, like, they put out, like, remember when we took this like, – or I don't know if they said it or somebody pushed it out that was from the Jets that remember when we took this team over, you know, we were two and 14 the year prior or whatever. It's been three years and I get the excitement for Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. But for you to run behind Zach Wilson for even just three weeks without a contingency plan, like shows just how kind of like ignorant you are. Like we, the fans deserve more than this. So um, yeah, it's jobs may be lost next year. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen this year again, just because of Rodgers, but I could, I could see jobs being lost. Um, I don't want to be talking about this in late September. It's just it's 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 so early. I thought I was gonna have a whole a whole a whole year of good football. It lasted one game, and even through that one game, Kyle, about three minutes into that game, I was like, I know where this is going. I had three minutes of enjoyment this season. Three minus you know we we, we got to have a great off season, Kyle. The off season was so much fun. But listen, the off season is always the fun point for us. We always convince ourselves. We always like the draft. We always like the free agents and all this stuff even though some years we know we're going into Dude, with no hope. You, you, you remember I'm like used to the off seasons that are good. When, when are the fun. Rogers rumors were getting real serious and stuff, how much we were like rechecking our phones and stuff. Uh, for nothing. 
for nothing. Um, yeah, uh, Lionheart or Eagle. I'm saying I'm calling him Eagle Thing. I still I, I think so. I, I don't think I can call him Lionheart. Um, but yeah, Joe Douglas is he's gonna face he's gonna face face the wrath of the of the media. Hopefully, if unless they didn't saw a media member, I don't know who it was. Asked, uh, was it Sala about getting? Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey, like sideline passes or something like that. Like that's what we're wasting our questions on now. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I don't know what the question was. I, I saw it somewhere. I don't even want to read the whole thing, but somebody asked him about, it was something about Kelsey or Taylor Swift with field passes or something about Taylor Swift. Or like we're talking about a team who's crumbling in September and we're asking questions about Taylor Swift. Um, And like, God, how many fucking Taylor Swift fans am I going to say? Am I going to see Taylor Swift jerseys and shit? Like, what is it going to be like? Like, legitimately, I'm going to a Jets game. We're going to get blown out, and there's going to be Chiefs fans and Taylor Swift fans there. And I'm not going to have an ounce of fun the entire time. The only thing that's going to be fun, Kyle, and the only reason I'm going, going is because, no, because I like Tom. I like Matt. I like tailgating. I like grilling. I like having time with them. I'm going to love watching the, the 1 o'clock games on, on the bus or the, you know, really the 2 o'clock or, or really, sorry, the 1 o'clock games through the third and fourth quarter while we're in the bus driving there, whatever it may be, the four o'clock games, playing cornhole, drinking beers. That's all fun. And then we say, oh shit, you know, the game starts in an hour. We got to pack up and walk in. It's like, oh fuck, here we go. And from that point on, the entire day just goes down. And it's been like that for 15 years where the fun part is the tailgate. You walk into the game and it sucks. Minus very few times where we'd actually had good games at home. Um, it, it's just it, and the drive home it just sucks and it just but at this point if you're numb to it it's just like listen we lost let's enjoy the other games let's enjoy fantasy football let's enjoy uh, you know whatever I don't let's enjoy not losing my voice because now I don't have to yell I just clap sometimes because you know by 14 minutes left in the first quarter there's already no energy in the stadium it's just eh. sad real sad um I also don't think it, it would be a typical great reset even if one or both are fighting no nah. This is the most hope I had for a reset in quite a long time, too, Kyle. Like, who's to say the next reset's not going to be, you know, Isaac and 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 Bowles or Rex or McCagnan and Bowles or, or Adam Gase again? Like, I had a lot of faith in Douglas and a lot of faith in Salah. And again, I am I could defend a lot of what Douglas has done, but he is stacking the the poor chips against himself. Like, he he's I'm not saying that I, it's I'm not into that whole conversation. He's done some really good things, but his ignorance and backup tackle and quarterback um, the last couple of years. Has been, you know, or not the the interesting backup tackle this year, and the lack of, you know, quarterback support and 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 just attacking the quarterback position the last couple of years has been, you know, well, no, no roster is perfect, and I think there's so much to be said. Like if you just look at like, like look at the Patriots through the whole 2010s, basically, um, and obviously they won three Super Bowls in that span, and were in several others as well. Uh, anyway, so my that like so many uh, oh we can go out and get Darrell Revis this year and he actually would want to come to the Patriots and stuff uh you know players will take discounts to go to your team you can you can make trades for players and stuff when your team is actually legit good uh I think that you know if if Rodgers had didn't get hurt man what would the Jets have done at the trade deadline who could they have gotten I think they could have potentially brought in a real big fish um you know, we threw they out sure brought in fucking Hopkins, dude. Like, what, like, uh, unless they were waiting for Devontae Adams or Mike I, Evans or something like that. If, like, if, I, and then for your big when you consider that big move, sorry, sorry, you consider the fact that they were willing to spend money on Dalvin Cook, yes, they should have brought in Hopkins. Exactly, exactly. But I do understand some of the trepidation behind that, especially not knowing that Corey Davis was going to retire. 
I mean, they probably didn't have a real solid idea of it at that point when he signed with the Titans, but. But it's like it's it's some of those moves with like Dalvin Cook or they're so bad where it makes you question the other roster like evaluations. Like just, did he get lucky with guys like Michael Carter or JFM or Quincy Williams or whoever it may be? Because if you can give Dalvin Cook eight and a half million dollars, like how good can you really be at evaluating talent? Like honestly, let's, let's just say this: if if Joe if if Adam Gase let's say COVID never happened and freaking Braden Man never made the damn tackle, and the only reason I bring up the COVID thing is because um. You know the Browns had to bench like a a, a gazillion players. Yeah, we when we four beat tight them. ends at receiver. Yeah, yeah. So, and Joe Douglas was able to draft Trevor Lawrence. We'd probably be talking a lot differently about him right now. And hmm. you know, maybe yeah, you know someone like you know uh, other players would want to come and sign with the Jets and play. You know, because who wants to come and sign? play with Zach Wilson. People did want no, Aaron Rodgers, but dude, un- undoubtedly, undoubtedly it could it could have worked out with Zach Wilson. It could have worked out with Trevor Lawrence. It could have worked out with Aaron Rodgers this year, all that stuff. And I get it. Like he's he's been it could have worked out with Mackay Becton, you know. You couldn't have guaranteed when or nobody would have thought at the time we drafted Mackay Becton he was going to miss two years and miss six games or whatever it was his his first year. So yeah, he's had the, you know, uh, some bad luck. But with that being said, how do you adjust to it? The, the way he adjusted to the quarterback position um, the last couple of weeks and just this offseason in general was was gross. And even in, in Zach's rookie year, it was gross. Like, so you're telling me Tim Boyle came here to strictly be, I guess, the the connection between Hackett and, or, and Rodgers and the offense with Zach Wilson, but they didn't do that in year one? Like, they had nobody for the offense. They didn't bring in anybody who was a veteran. It, it, it was him and Mike White. Like, that, that was your answer. It just... <laughs> it's been really, really bad with the back, like the backup of the quarterback situation. So Douglas hasn't rolled the punches very great in certain situations either. No. Um, yeah. So, but uh, I, we have um, <laughs> Rob Bain. We the super chats, and I see a couple in there. And I apologize for not getting to them immediately. I, I probably, we obviously should prioritize the super chats. Uh, so the, we'll in terms those of first, super but... chats, I'm not logged into Streamyard, so I couldn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't see. It. I was just talking to Kyle for a while, but uh, uh, obviously, I was just talking for an hour. But um, Rob D says more Jets first downs this week or times they show Taylor Swift on TV. Never thought I'd ask that uh, wow. this question. In a it's a really years. good question too, and like honestly, Which, like it's it's not a joke. It really isn't a joke. They got. Like what, like eleven or twelve last week, Kyle? Maybe ten. 11, I don't 12, know. I I'll go with Taylor Swift, though. I really will. If it's what, what would you put the over under at for Jets first downs versus and Taylor Swift? <laughs> like if you if you had to put that at a number, if you really had to bet money on that number, the over under for first downs or, twi- or Taylor Swift? Well, you're saying you're kind of in the same realm, right? Because you think it's legitimately actually close. Well, I, I mean, it, it could be close, but I, if How I have the Jets to bet get last on one, week? I will go with Taylor Swift. Jets. Uh, hold on. Jets got 12 first downs last week, Kyle. Did they, did they show Taylor, Taylor Swift more than 12 times in this game? Uh, okay. Twice a quarter? Yeah, that's Actually, a four lot. times a quarter? Or, or three not, times that a quarter, is sorry. a lot. 12? Yeah, three times a quarter. I, I just got fucked up that math so bad. Uh, it could happen. It could happen. It's, it's a legitimate question, which is embarrassing. We're, we're going we're to move on uh, to, this, to the Super Chats. Uh, four times a quarter. Yeah. Well, that'd be sick. Yeah. No, three. They're not going to show her 12 different times, but how many times will they mention her name? They might, yeah. dude. If if Kelsey scores like two or three touchdowns, does it count like if they pan to her multiple times? Like Kelsey, yeah. her, Kelsey, her. Like does that count? I, I don't know. It, it, it's just sad that we're talking about Taylor Swift. Um, this coach, uh, this coaching from AP, the five dollars super chat, which which we appreciate. Thanks, this AP. Sorry, get, I couldn't bring uh, it up sooner. Yeah, gaslights us more than the GV the government does. Um, sure. Like I don't, I, have, I, don't I haven't really, I, I haven't really listened to Salah's press conferences lately because I'm. 
the, the big problem the, the big problem this week again and Kyle I haven't been into the press conferences I like off season I'm watching I'm watching Garrett Wilson I'm watching sauce I'm watching Douglas's press conference I'm watching Salas I'm not watching him anymore I see some quotes on Twitter and that's a, and that's it and maybe that's yeah. bad for me for being like a you know I'm covering the Jets or whatever you want to say I'm doing on this and and the film shows like I have no interest in, in watching or, or listening to that stuff right now but from what I gathered on Twitter it was basically him just talking about how great Zach was and we don't really know what we're talking about and they're seeing this and this behind the scenes and his pocket presence and he's great and he's the unquestioned quarterback and all that stuff like that was the problem with the with the interviews this week is how much Salah backed Zach Wilson again it's a tough spot because you can't say hey the guy sucks we don't want anything to do with him he's terrible but you, you don't have to say he's Tom Brady at the same point and obviously I didn't say that but you know what I'm saying being dramatic so yeah, I, I, he's he's in an incredibly tough spot. What do you say? I mean, like, yeah, yeah he 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 needs to play better. Mm-hmm. He needs to play better, but he has the talent to get better. I mean, like, I don't know. I guess that's the best thing I can say. <laughs> Dude, J Dubs, uh, ten dollars super chat, which we appreciate. I don't know how to feel as a Mets fan. I knew the season was over in May. Here I am, waiting for the football season and uh, reliving the end of last year with the Jets. After having all the excitement too, and listen, if you, dude, and like. The Devils have something right now, right? Like, okay, that's fine. The, the Jets have been so bad for so long. Obviously, I don't have to talk about that. The Mets have been so bad for so long. They bring in the new owner. There's all excitement about this year. The Jets, uh, the Mets, kind of do the same thing that the Jets didn't do. The Mets, building. Didn't the Mets make the World Series like not super long ago? Uh, 2015. Okay. Um, but regardless, they have this new owner change. You know, we all hate the old owner. Doesn't spend money. He's cheap. All this bullshit. And then, or, or you know, all this, all this shit about about the Wilpons, and then they bring in you know, kind of these older pitchers that we rely on, just like Rogers. They suck, and the Mets are probably, I would say, a top five most disappointing team of all time. Like talking about their preseason expectations to how they perform this year. So you have them, you have the Nets. For me personally, have the biggest bust of a trio, bring like, a trio of like superstars of all time, like Paul Pierce, all those guys. They won championships. LeBron James, all those guys. I get like 13 games of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie. And then the year we're up 2 0 on the Bucks, you have Harden and Kyrie who are both hurt. And then we lose that series by fucking an inch because of Kevin Durant's foot. So you have that, you have the Mets, you have the Jets. Like it's been so bad, so bad for the last 10, 15 years of my fandom. Um, it's ridiculous. At least the Devils are in a good spot going forward, but like, holy shit. So J-Dubs, I feel this a ton um, in terms of just your other sports teams sucking because really, and even the Devils, minus this this last like year or two, like you had some hope and they'll be probably pretty solid this year. And, and the Stanley Cups when I was really young, since what, you know, 06, 07, 08, this team has generally really, really sucked. So man, uh, J-Dubs, I feel you. Yeah, Kyle, anything, anything to add to that one? All I can say I is I'm just, I, I'm just glad that I really only care about one sport. Oh man, yeah, I, it's definitely football the most, but like just the Nets and the Mets on top of the Jets. It's man, and, and you know, even the Nets, the Nets in the 2012, Knicks. or sorry, sorry, Kyle, the 20. Or, what year was it with Devin Harris? It was like 2007 or eight. I, I apologize, 2007 or eight. They went 12 and 70. 12 and 70. And that's when I was still a diehard basketball fan. Die hard. They trade Richard Jefferson, basically just like the freaking Jets trade Jer- uh, Jericho Cotri for Derek Mason. We trade Richard Jefferson for Yi Jing Long and freaking Bobby Simmons. And then they suck ass. <laughs> they get rid of Vince Carter. Jason Kidd's gone. It's just, it, it is, it is so bad around here for, for New York sports fans, especially if you're a Nets, a Mets, a Jets fan. Jesus. I don't know how you do it with all them sports and all that. 
disappointment. Uh, it's it just, again, numbness, numbness. But this year, you had that hope. We had that hope for the Jets, Kyle. Just snap of a finger, it's it's taken away, and you're just back to where you were the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever whatever it's been. Um, but we appreciate the super chat uh, from J-Dubs. I definitely felt your pain on that one. Uh, Andrew P, $2 super chat. We appreciate you as well. Team can win with some simple game manager to be, to be, see? Is that, is, am I, am I miss, what is uh, a TBC? Maybe it's just a typo. I don't to, know. To be honest. Um, we, yeah, dude, again, Andrew P, we talked about this before. Thanks, Andrew. Dobbs came in. You had Colt McCoy who came in last year and was okay. You had Baker Mayfield who's playing decent with the Bucks right now who learned the, the Rams playbook enough to play three or four days after he was traded for. You had plenty of backups. Dude, we had Fitzpatrick could, could do well with, with his team if he, if he was a couple of years younger. Josh McCown we've had. Like, we're talking about historically bad. Even Darnold in his rookie year could do better with this team, in my opinion. Geno Smith, when he was in 2013, 2014, could do better with this team. We're talking about a guy who it's not even backup worthy. Geno was a backup after. Darnold was a backup after. Zach Wilson is third-string quarterback worthy at this point. Um, So a simple game manager, a backup-level quarterback, a, the 44th best guy in the league, yeah, we can win games. We win the Patriots game last year, both of them. We win uh, potentially the Dolphins game late last year. You maybe win the the Lions game. You win the Pats game this year with just a with just the forty third best quarterback in the league. Am I am I am I am I being hyperbolic? Am I or am I am I being too dramatic here? No, you're not. <laughs> Beloved piece, five dollars super chat. Um, appreciate you as well. Uh, I, I like Will McDonald, but I'm thinking. I, I think drafting him was a mistake. We should have drafted on the offensive side of the ball, where uh, whether it was tackle or receiver. This is a kind of you don't reach. You don't reach. Yeah, they didn't I, like. I they didn't like yeah. the kid from Georgia that much, uh, even though he was taken before them anyway. Like, who were you going to take at tackle when you were picking? Like who's that? It, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to reach for a player and you want to draft for future years. Now I get maybe taking more of a win now player in a win now year that the Jets have. So in my opinion, let's say that you know I I don't I don't know their grading system. Let's say Jackson Smith uh, Najigba was an eight point on their grading scale, and you know Will McDonald was an eight point two. Then maybe you reach a little bit for uh, uh Jackson Smith because you know it's on the offense. And you need you need some more help on that side of the ball. Like if it's a little bit different, like, like that close, then I understand. But if they didn't like Jackson Smith, there was no tackles there. Um, what are you really supposed to do? So I, I'm not going to kill him for that. But I also after the draft, why they don't like Aaron Rodgers. Like when you have a good quarterback, they make mid-level receivers look pretty good. Yeah. So, which which again, Kyle, we were fine with that because we told ourselves a story of, hey, listen, Corey Davis is here. Okay, Corey Davis isn't a great two, but he's a, he's a solid three. Lazard's a solid three. Hardman, okay, is, a, is, a, is whatever as a four. You have a stud in Garrett Wilson. So we were fine with that plan. Even though we didn't necessarily love it, we were okay with that plan because of Rodgers, because of everything else, the defense. But when Corey Davis goes down and you have absolutely no plan at receiver, you do absolutely nothing. And again, I know options were limited, but at the end of the day, they did zero at receiver after that happened. But you got to do something at that point. So I get it not at the draft, but once he retires, do something. Bring in somebody. Um, instead, it's Cobb, who's you know ancient and Harbin seeing a, a rep or two a game. It's just it's it's bad. Uh, so clearly, what they're doing. I mean, you haven't had good offense for three straight weeks. Yeah, you have to start seriously considering playing Hardman. You have to seriously start considering playing Rucker. Gibson. Um, yeah, and how do they, just, yeah. How do they not play? Saying. How do they not play? How do they not play Rucker over over Uzama at this point? It just. Um, I mean, at the very least, like you're you're talking about manufacturing touches and stuff. I mean, Gibson he showed you in Week One and the preseason that he's got some wiggle. Now maybe he doesn't have the playbook down the way that yeah. some other guys do. 
being a UDFA, but you know, like they said so many good things about him on hard knocks. And what was the, the wide receivers coach thing? He's got like a big, like uh, give a shit factor or something like that. Like, yeah. like he, that kid, man, you can tell that he likes football and he's fully dedicated. So, you know, it, it's going to be a growing process. He's probably going to, you know, screw up and run the wrong route, you know, here or there maybe. Um, but you know, he's a player who you get the ball in his hands. He might be able to make some things happen and they need, mm-hmm. they need creativity right now because yeah, it's not <laughs> pretty stale. Um, and Jay Z, uh, $5 super chat. Do you think Sal is protecting JD? It seems like mo- most of the questionable personnel, this, uh, decisions error in favor of JD's PFA high draft picks. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of, direct that directly towards quarterback and that's kind of the question i was asking kyle before like is it a is it a jd thing where Salah like we saw Salah in hard knocks i think generally like he knows the offensive line sucks he watched zach wilson i don't think Salah's an an idiot he knows that zach wilson sucks at this point but if jd is is sitting there and he doesn't want to bring in a guy like is Salah just trying to protect his buddy i i completely get that now it's hard to obviously know what's happening behind the scenes but i know Salah is not stupid enough to think that this play is okay of course he doesn't um, I'd be curious to see a list of all these um, PFA high draft picks. Um, PFA stands for what? A, a priority, a priority free agents. I'm assuming he's he oh, okay. That. Okay, never mind. Um, I, I I thought he was talking about uh, yeah guys it's... with like the high um, me- measurement scores or whatever. Oh, what's that? RAS. R-A-S. Yeah, all right, all right. And like, and, and you can listen. The, the Becton thing again that that hurts, whatever. Ashton Davis, I thought, I thought was a reach. The Mims thing, that was a thing. Like, if you watch him in college, okay, I completely understand the pick. Now there was things that me and Kyle are not privy to. We didn't interview him. We don't know what his coaches were saying. All that stuff. So they heard the bad, you know, some bad uh, rumors about him or whatever about he didn't like to work or anything like that or he didn't have the best mindset. Then obviously it was a mistake drafting him. We will never be privy to that information. But we appreciate the super chat, Kyle. We're going to do, yeah, we're an hour behind the chat. We got to lightning around some chats. Um, say hello to some people again. Sorry for being so far behind. I think we are probably, actually, I can deem us the worst live stream in Jets uh, podcast live stream land with, in terms of going through the chat in a timely fashion. <laughs> I, I, I think we hold that ground because we, we are uh, an hour behind pretty consistently in the show. And that's mostly my fault, I guess. But um, okay, moving on. The, the fact that it, it feel, uh, feels like any other year is what makes it, the, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, Daniel Murphy or Daniel Murphy. Uh, who is a player that is underperforming so far and a player that is overachieving so Jermaine far? Jermaine Johnson underperforming. Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, Kyle, go ahead. We're going to talk about the game in a little bit and we'll get to the chat, but uh, go ahead. I, Joe, Johnson. typically, I'm going to answer you a question, Joe. Answer, I'm going to answer you a question. Answer is honestly, okay. can you think of one impressive pass rush rep that he's had all season? I'm not talking preseason. Maybe, may, may, maybe one, maybe one. I, I, I can't even think of that one that you're talking about. Yeah, maybe, maybe one where the quarterback got rid of it really quickly. I, I remember. Yeah, and that's that's again one one rep. But continue with your point. And, and to preface it, Kyle did text me today. He's like JJ. What do you? I don't know. JJ sucks or whatever. Yes, whatever he's having you texting me. So, yeah. uh, so go ahead with your with your thoughts. I mean, it's just like we were never a fan of really of his pass rush ability in college, and I just I don't see the growth. All the hype in the preseason, like oh, Jermaine Johnson consistently is getting a lot of pressure in training camp and stuff. I watch a guy who just you know he he just doesn't seem to understand um, pass rushing that well. He's he's really good against the run. I, I'll give him yeah. that, but I just yeah, I, I, I see I a guy Calvin who's pace con- level type player, but like different different athletically, but 
despite his amazing 10 yard split and his good 40 yard dash time, I just don't see a super explosive player coming out of his stance consistently. I see a player who constantly questions how he attacks uh, um, an offensive lineman. Um, I don't see bend from him. Um, his spin moves not that impressive. He doesn't use speed to power that well. So, I mean, just, I, I just, I don't get it. It's just like a guy who, Oh, I'm going to take a, 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 I'm going to take a stab at the defender, chop my feet, lose all my momentum, and then just barrel into him with both my arms at the same time, rather than using one arm to try to, yeah. you know, beat him with length. I just, I think, I think it's like maybe, maybe we, I don't want to say we, but maybe even I bought or just, I bought into the hype a little bit this year. And I thought like, you know, five, six, seven, eight sacks, maybe we can do that. But we question him coming out of college in terms of his pass rush plan. I know he has good athleticism, but I don't think he's a, like a like a freaky athlete. And that's when we said when he was drafted. I I think he's a really good run defender and a guy who, you know, a few years can is going to have like nine or ten sacks, maybe the like Calvin Pace type of year. But it's more effort and and strength and like the want to over like really clean pass rush moves, uh, moves and, type, uh, and that type of thing. But so far this season, yeah, he's been disappointing me. Um, I haven't really seen a ton of of good pass rush reps, and that kind of questions like. Does Will McDonald need to see the field more for when Jermaine Johnson is is rushing? Like he should never really be rushing he on does. third down, and it should he be tough or it should be, to be fair. To be fair, I haven't been impressed with McDonald so far this season. But well, with that being said, first, I, I do have more. The, huh? He he, he only pl- really played last week, right? It was only for a few reps. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, we, what do you have? Like five for? I don't even know what he had. I'm just saying when I have seen him, like you know, Trent Brown stood him up pretty pretty solidly this past mm-hmm. week. But I have more faith that McDonald will be a, a solid pass rusher at some point this year than Jermaine Johnson. Now we'll kind of we'll again we'll kind of layer the same because we have plenty of chat to get through and plenty of the, the defensive stuff. But the defensive line in, in general, and the defense in general, I guess Kyle, it's just I get that quarterbacks are getting the ball out quickly, but one sack, zero turnovers in two games. It's it's they're playing well. They're not playing elite. 85 Bears, top five, top three defense, in my chances. opinion. They've had chances and, for picks, man, and they're dropping them. Like Michael Carter had a chance for a pick six this week. Yep. Another another, another almost one against the Patriots. Mosley had his had his chance last week against the against the Cowboys for he a had pick. Another one, he had, had another a, one this week, too, that you know he had a shot at. Um, and there was another uh, – which player was it? Was it Carter again? It was some other player that also had a shot at a ball this, mm-hmm. this past week, too. But it had so, chances. So, so yes, yes, the 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 fact that the quarterbacks are getting the ball out really quickly does hurt them, and I get they're not going to have seven, eight sacks in one of those games, but still, one sack in the last two weeks, zero turnovers when you've had chances. You know, Reed got beat on that third and twelve. This the defense. I don't know what the numbers were on third down this week, but there's plenty of situations where I thought they should have been off the field, but they didn't get off the field. They they allowed the Cowboys to drive right down their throats, score a touchdown on the opening drive. I believe again, I completely forget because I didn't chart it. I, I watched the film once over. Um, I, I think the, the, the Pats, if I'm not mistaken, scored their first or second drive for a field goal against the defense. So, you know, they've been they've been good, just not great. Um, so the defensive line, Q played pretty well. Um, still, you'd like to see a little bit more for a top three defensive tackle. I still think he's been very good, but not necessarily top three level, however you quantify that. Um, the rest of the defensive line, Huff had some nice reps. I thought JFM had some nice reps, but Pat, I give some credit to Solomon I think, Thomas. I think, I think JFM's I think he's, had a real solid season so far. Yeah. So yeah, Solomon Thomas, his last year, he was dreadful. I'm not saying he's been great this year, Kyle, but he's definitely like, okay, backup worthy level player um, this year for Solomon Thomas. And then there's been some plays at Quentin Jefferson, both in pass rush and in the run stopping uh, game where he's actually gotten in on some, on some runs. So there's been some players on the defensive line who have been pressed. Obviously now we talk about JJ, who I don't think he's taking a step. I think JJ has, <laughs> like he's 
he has some more athleticism to his game this year, maybe a little bit. Like he looks a little bit more loose. Um, but overall, he hasn't really impressed the Will McDonald's off to a slow start, which we, we mostly expected. Um, so overall, defensive line this game, uh, what do you think? And then Al Woods, too, you just throw that in. He should never be rushing the passer. He should not be on the field to rush the passer. Stuff the run. Get a, a, a nice player, too, in the run game yeah. in, in this game. But you ask him to rush the passer, there, and the there quarterback was one, has a perfect pocket to step into every time. There was one play, too. Um, I, I forget the exact type of run that the Patriots did where Al Woods was doubled and he looked like he was giving no effort on that play. They really washed him down on that play. That was really strange. I was like, what the hell is he doing here? Uh, I really wish I clipped that. Um, what, what was the other player that you mentioned? In terms of disappointing, I, I guess I would say I was saying JJ Woods, obviously McDonald's, you know, slightly, but not, but not really. Then I was praising JFM, Q a little bit, uh, you know, Solomon Thomas a little bit, Quentin Jefferson a little bit. I don't think you can be super disappointed in the D line this week. I mean, you you do want more from them, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like good but not great, right? Michael Clemens, I don't ever want to see him in on pass rushing situations. Obvious third and longs. No. Get him off the field. He has no business being out there. In terms of, um, he was solid against the run this game. He had a real nice stuff late in the game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing else is standing out too much. I, I probably want to see a little bit more from Huff, but teams are not sleeping on him at this point like they did in previous yeah. years. And you're so. getting rid of the ball quickly. So, yeah. uh, one of something hilarious too. I didn't even mention in the beginning of the show. I recorded my Patriot or my my Cowboys episode. Um, last week, Kyle, and something got like like some some tech problem happened with the conversion of the file, and it was just me talking the entire time without the film clip up. So I recorded oh. the entire show for absolutely nothing last week, which was which was also great. Um, <laughs> you did, you you did that once before with Mark Schofield too. Yeah, yeah, my first episode ever of TOJ. I, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Gio what a says, gentleman. He came back and did it with you again. He did. Yeah, he did. Credit to him. Uh, Gio says, yeah, I laugh at the Jets' misery for the last few years. I'm hoping he's, he's a, a Jets fan and not a – but realistically, unless you're a Giants fan, unless you're a fan of one of the AFC East teams, like, can you really hate the Jets and root for their misery? Like, at a certain point, you have to feel bad for the fans unless you have a personal problem with the fan or you live in, like, somewhat close proximity to a lot of Jets fans. You know what makes it hurt even more is how well the Dolphins have been playing. Oh, yeah, number one team in the AFC minus maybe the Chiefs right now. Like that, that we talk about like that is them, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Two teams from our division. But okay, let's keep going on. Uh, Assassin says, We'll get through it, brothers. Just do uh, what I do. Don't go to games or buy. Yeah, I have season tickets this year. And like, that's what me and my buddies do. It's like, I, I don't want to go to the games, but I want to. Like, that's our. Dude, that's years our, that's years our I knew they were going to be bad. I didn't go to games. Um, yeah. 2017 we were talking about tanking that season uh, i mean i literally was root 2017 yeah. season i was rooting from the tank from game one yeah um and, and, and this isn't going to be a downer with rich it, it, it will make it even better when we finally are a great team 100 hopefully by the time i die they win a super bowl but it it feels like we've been through like we were we were we were basically relying on what rich was saying here for the last 15 years or, or so and it felt like this was the year where it's finally different where you again you had the Favre year with the hope. You had Rex years with the hope. You had the year of hope with Ryan Fitzpatrick to get to the playoffs. You had hope, but no hope for a Super Bowl. You had this year with Aaron Rodgers, and it felt like it felt like this was the year where it turns. Every 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 franchise turns. The Cubs, the Red Sox, whatever it may be. And there's there's a part of like a reason why streaks extend. Like this might have been the end of it, and this is what's going to take it from 50 years to 60 years to 70 to 80. Like this could have been the this could extend another 30 years. Realistically, right, Kyle? Like 
teams teams only have a chance every few years. Um, and some, you know, I, 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 don't I have a question. It. It, question. It, it could be 30 years. It could be 30 question. years. So are the Jets, when you consider the fact that teams like the Texans and the Jags haven't been in the league not nearly as long, mm-hmm. the Jets have the longest streak of not being. I know they currently have the longest playoff drought, but do they currently have the longest streak of not being to a Super Bowl? The Jets? Yeah. Uh, not being uh, I don't think so. I know there's I some, some teams never even made the Super Bowl. I know that. I'm yeah, they haven't yeah. been in the league as long. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, honestly. If you, if you, if you had like some of the teams who've been, it's been a longer drought. I don't know. I can tell you, we're the most losing, fr- or, or, fr- or we're the, we're the longest playoff drought in all of sports, and that's what matters right now because that's since I, I've been a fan. So that's pretty depressing, you know. At the end of the day, so and we've been covering it for, you know, Kyle, we we're talking about this, this before the stream, but I've been doing podcasts for. 10 years, nine years, you know, at this point, like start off a little one jet nation radio with like 10 people listening, whatever it might've been. And, you know, built jet X and whatever with Sabo and Nani and all those guys and the great work they do. Um, but we've been covering absolute garbage. Like it gets, it get, and that's what I said at the beginning of the show. Like it, it gets boring. Like it's boring to, to watch the film at this point. I don't, I usually I'm excited, but it's, it's hard to get excited about this. Like, how do you do it? Dude, imagine if you were a Dolphins fan and you watched this 70 point performance, like you'd be, you'd be so giddy right now. Well, in the Rodgers review, like I remember talking about, like it's gonna be so nice this year, and it's and it's been so nice this offseason to watch Aaron Rodgers versus Zach Wilson. And the only Rodgers film I got to watch was with him in a, you know, a Green Bay Packers jersey. Like I didn't get, I didn't get to watch it with the Jets. I didn't get to be there for the big games. The you did get to see the injuries. The, the, the holding the, the flag. The three order. touchdown passes. The three touchdown passes. Three hundred fifty yards. No pick game. Like I didn't get to see that. So and I never. I might. You know, when's the next time I am? Um. <laughs> It could be 30 years. It could be 40 years. Again, this could have been the year, and this there's a reason streaks happen. How long was the Cubs streak? Uh, 70 uh, I, years? 60 years? Yeah, I knew it was many decades, but I don't know. Joe, tell us how you really feel. I, I think I think at this point, Kyle, I don't think we're ever going to hold anything back, right? Uh, fellows, this isn't even fun anymore. Bashing Wilson truthers. It's week four, and I'm already exhausted. There's no point. Like There's certain conversations I won't have. People at work will try to have conversations with me about um, you know, the Jets are backup quarterback situations. And I'll like I'll start to talk about like, oh, maybe I thought they should have brought in Colt McCoy or this. I'm like, listen, like I don't I don't even really want to talk about it at this point. Like I've been talking about this stuff for the names change of the people we talk about, but it's been the same conversation for 10 years. I don't want to do it anymore. Like I let's just not let's just fast forward till to 2024. Um it does hey, listen, when 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 you know your team sucks and you don't have faith in them, it does really soften the blow that you get from other people when they want to make fun of you for being a Jets fan. But I'm sick of doing that too. Like I've been doing that for a real long time. Like there've been like entire seasons, 2017, 2020, where I rooted for the tank from like the beginning of the year. And 2013, 2014, we were rooting at the the end of the year. It's like, you know, do we want to win a game to get to six and six and 10 or seven and nine? Or do we want to lose that game and get up to the, to the eighth spot in the draft? Like it's been like that. It's been like that every single year, Kyle, Minus 2015. Even at the end of last year, at a certain point, like, do we need to win this Dolphins game? You know, because why? <laughs> it's like it's, it's it doesn't mean anything. Like we haven't had a, a meaningful game for every single se- a week of the season since 2015. Again, it was in. Uh, and just think about that. Like, like the, the craziest stat someone put it out there is Tom Brady never played in an NFL game where he was mathematically yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. 
Um, Eagle Fang says Quinn and Williams has been a ghost since the. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go as that far again. I think he's been very good. I just you're not gonna get there with the balls out. That. Yeah, that Dak Prescott got the ball out in, in under like you know like two seconds, whatever whatever it was. Mac Jones got the ball out extremely quickly. Now, do I think again? I said it before. Do I think he was a top three defensive tackle this year so far through three weeks? No, but I think he's a top ten defensive tackle. Yes, so yes. he's, he's playing good. good, not he's amazing. Good. Definitely, he's been good. Uh, what the fuck is up with Saucy ran out of juice? I, it, Last week, bad game for Sauce. This week, Kyle, he, I thought he played. He wasn't really tested a lot. A lot of the stuff was over the middle, tight ends, you know, all that type of bullshit. But I don't think he was bad. There was this a one pass that was one play on to third Kendrick down. Bourne, um, late like in the curl, game, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he was fine. Even yeah. that wasn't even that bad. No, no, no. Sauce, sauce was sauce was fine. Fine this game. Oh, Joe, you're muted. Uh, was, was I just breaking uh, up? Uh, you were just—it was like a really delay oh. or something like that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, you, you you broke up a, a little bit before you said that, so maybe it was—I don't know if it was your it's internet day, but re- regardless, uh, my best memory is when Derek Carr hit the hail mary to beat us in the in the. T- Kyle, is that our favorite memory since 2015? I was going crazy when that happened, man. Let's now. Now I can't really say that because like I I can't like I was at the Titans game and I saw the Zach Wilson bomb the Corey Davis and I'm like four or five rows up or up like that's exciting. But in terms of like an impactful, the most impactful play of a season at the time that it was made, it might have been that play. Like that might have been the biggest play we've had in the last ten years. Yeah, and and then we, and then of course we you know we we beat the Rams, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> we can't even lose right. We can't win right. We can't lose right. There's there's nothing. Uh, I the hate locker Doug room, Marone. Doug Marone and the Jaguars. I hate him so much. The locker room cannot cannot be Zach's safe space courtesy of solid and acceptable. It, the locker room will fracture if, if he if they continue to back him back him. It will. You could be you could you could be the, the nicest guy in the world and be a team captain and all this shit. If they keep running out a guy who is the 85th best quarterback in the NFL, um the locker room's gonna gonna get it's it's gonna fracture. So as um, it should. Yeah, let's see. Uh, honestly, missing out on T Love, dude. I remember texting you almost every single like couple of or every couple of days, texting Nania pretty much every freaking day on Slack and being like, "Well, they're not going to lose this game, and they should lose that. And what are the chances of this? And the percentages if we win this game, and the you know this team played that team this week. What is their win percentage at if we get two wins? It's like I remember talking for so long about the schedule and wanting to lose for well, again, and then and then that happens, and then Rogers, it's just wow, just wow. We we could talk. We could write a book. A book about the Jets' just horrors of the last 50 years. Actually, obviously you can. Even the last 10 years you can. Joe's camera, yeah. That, that, the, the black scratch has been gone for at least a couple of weeks, if not like a month or two, right? So bath salt hasn't been here for, for a minute. Or he just hasn't seen Another it. strange thing. I don't understand that. It just, gone, it just disappears. I told you it's, it's a scratch. I don't know what it, exactly it is, what happens. Joe, have you watched Tim Boyle tape? I watched him the preseason. Um, I did not. When he got signed here, I figured Joe doesn't like just, Tim Boyle. Uh, he, dude, he was an Aaron Rodgers guy, and he got brought in for Aaron Rodgers, and I knew what he was going to be. He, was gonna be. he should be cut or he should be third-string uh, quarterback who wasn't going to play, so I haven't watched him. I watched him in the preseason. He wasn't terrible, but, uh, yeah, I'm not a big – Joe doesn't like his body language either. <clears throat> I think I think he's – I, <clears throat> I don't think he's the nicest guy in the world. I, I my, my read on him is that he could be a little bit of a douche, but maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's just – that's behind the curtains, just my thinking about how he acts sometimes. Um uh, Brissett trade would be a playoff run team. If they brought in Brissett, I like Jacoby the, the, the week after or the day after Aaron Rodgers goes down, I could easily see a world where the Jets are a nine, 10 win team. Well, who's Brissett with right now? Um, wow. Why do I, for, uh, 
we've been talking about it for weeks too, and I knew it last week, and now I completely forget. So it's something on the travel site. Something will throw it. Um, Not with but, the Browns, I know that that was last year. Yeah, but yeah, I got one year, eight million dollars. I I forget who who it was from, but Brissett is on this team, Kyle. Right now we're two and one. Right, we probably win versus the Broncos. You're you're three and two. <clears throat> with him, let's say last year. Let's come because we're kind of in the same situation as we were last year. If we had him last year, we, in my opinion, again, could be wrong because things go differently. Things go differently in the game. We win both Pats games, right? Minimum. Minimum, we win those games. And you win, let's just say, the Lions game. There's 10 wins right there. Boom. Easy. It's, it's just like, <clears throat> so this year, could we be a playoff team with Brissett? I think so. Is it going to happen? No. You know, I think we could be a seven, eight win team with Colt McCoy potentially. I don't think Trevor Simeon is as good as Colt McCoy. So I don't know. Is it a thing where they brought him in because of the offense and he knows it and he has connections with Hackett from some past offenses or somebody that Hackett, I think it's somebody that Hackett learned or somebody that learned offense under Hackett was hit, was with Simeon at some time. So I think that's the connection if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but um, still. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't watched a lot of Simeon tape, but I can't think of anything he really does well. You know, Jacoby Brissett's a big sorry, dude. Sorry. Um, he's yeah. a big dude. You know, he had some impressive runs against us last year in Cleveland. Um, he throws a slant ball really well. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's solid. What is what is the added wins for Simeon this year, Kyle? It brings us from five wins to six wins with Simeon, six seven wins with Simeon. Like with, I would say with Zach, we win five games. The only, thing, the only thing that Simeon does, the only thing that Simeon does is save you from having that four-ish turnover game that Zach Wilson might have. Where mm-hmm. he does Simeon does not win you an extra game. He just stops Zach Wilson from losing an extra game. Yeah, yeah. And that could be the commander's game. That could be whatever game it may be. But we've only scored three offensive touchdowns while we watched the 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 Dolphins doubled our score for the season total. And by the way, we did get a lot of help with that defensive pass interference. Cobb, that call, little ticky tacky. So we got a lot of help there. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. I don't know, man. Simeon can probably complete passes. To, to, I, I think this team is two and one with Simeon. If, if he was, if he was here the entire offseason and he had the entire offseason to throw in the offense, and Tim Boyle wasn't just some piece for Rodgers or to do whatever the fuck that Tim Boyle's doing. Again, he's here for absolutely no reason if he can't be the backup to the backup. So there's no reason for him being here, just wasting space in the room. He he was here, but Simeon was not because of whatever reason. Because the the Jets just had blind faith that thirty eight year old Rodgers would never get injured. They'd never need a backup quarterback. And instead of having the smart plan and retro the entire year, he he's the backup quarterback when they could have signed Simeon in, in in May. Again, it would be a very disappointing move in May when you could have brought in Minshew or one of the you know Minshew McCoy whoever Dobbs whoever you want to bring in. No, it would be a lesser than all of those guys in Simeon. But even at that time, I would have thought it was like an okay move, right? Like if, if this move was made in May, I would still be very disappointed in Simeon, but I could tell myself a story where, okay, at least it's a guy who, what is Simeon? The sixth, I, I don't want to, it's hard to quantify. I see the 54th best quarterback in the NFL right now. You know, it's better than. Let's not 80th. forget that we played a game against him last year. He started for the bears when we played them. Yeah. And they had nothing. At least he scored 10 points against the Jets defense that game, or it was 10 or 13 points. They, they walk right down the field and score a touchdown, didn't they? They did. Yeah. I remember that. I, I remember like thinking this game was gonna be so easy, and then the Bears drive down, and then obviously the Jets whoop their ass from there. But I'm like, really? Like we're really gonna get waxed by the Bears in the rain? Opening drive touchdown. <laughs> like this is just terrible. Uh, Steven says he honestly might stop watching this team until we're not a joke. Thirty years of the 
so I would never stop watching. Now, again, am I ever going to do this? No. But is there a part of me where I'm like, do I really want to do streams? Do I really want to do film reviews? Do I really want to write articles about this shit instead of just watching the team? For listen, they have three, four, being five. A casual hours. fan. Yeah, not, not even a casual fan, a diehard fan, Kyle, because I would still be on Twitter. I would still maybe I'm watch saying, interviews. You know, just being but, a, turning into a casual fan. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. But even just being a normal fan, being 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 a regular diehard fan, but not like an owner of a website. Like if I can pour, let's say, I, I don't know what I pour into the Jets every week. Let's let's say between going to games and actually well, going to games and doing film reviews and different things, but t- anywhere from 10 to you know 25 hours a week of the Jets, if I can just turn them on on Sundays, flip Twitter for a couple of hours, and however t- how much time it takes me to f- uh, flip through Twitter a week, looking at Jets news, it takes three hours of my time in a week, three hours of scrolling through Twitter, and four hours a week, seven hours of the Jets instead of 25, would feel much better sometimes. I would much rather invest only six or seven hours of the Jets a week than I am right now. But unfortunately, I'm tripling that. So, you know, you know... Uh, 15 to 20 hours of, of the Jets a week, Kyle, is, is, is plenty of enough. It's being jammed down my throat oh, yeah. at this point. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, Eagle fan. We're talking We're talking about him reacting to a very last-second thing and it going off of his fingertips. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to kill Randall Cobb for that. Like, we have to be Did realistic you have no about what, you have, Does he even see where the ball landed? Number Dude, one, and number two, you have no idea how it's going to bounce. That yeah, he just got that. his fingertips on it. That's I'm not, I, I, and man. he held himself fully accountable for it in his post uh, game interview. So mm-hmm. listen, Cobb. I mean, like Cobb had his fair share of not so nice moments in this game. You know, I saw Michael, you know, put on Twitter that you know maybe uh, Garrett Wilson goes for a long touchdown if Cobb makes a good block on the one screen to Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cobb did have one nice play in the in the red zone, uh, where he converted for a first down. But yeah, he's he's he should not be your third option for sure. Okay. Um, can Sorry. we talk about can we talk about how average JJ looked as a, a Russian? Average? No, 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 no. It's not average. average is, it's not average. average. Is a compliment. And, and like it's it's just so funny too that like we're already being negative, but we were also we've been more negative on more people than uh, on JJ and Clemens, and we're just kind of saying we don't want to see them on the field as much as they're on the field. But we question his pass rushing since college. Again, I like him as a player. I think I think if he's a guy who's who's a who's a good edge edge defender because that's what he is, and he's a guy who can get you five or six sacks a year for a first round pick, you take that. Like like realistically, right? Obviously, a lot of first round picks are a bust. But if I can tell you, hey Kyle, I picked what was it twenty six, twenty seven. You're going to get a, a plus edge defender and a guy who's going to get you sec- six or seven sacks and be an effort guy. It's not something you'd necessarily be thrilled with, but it's not a bad pick either, right? And you're telling so, me like he, he got like Carl Lawson where maybe he doesn't always convert into sacks, but he gets lots of consistent pressure? Dude, oh, sure. Yeah. Not even that. Like Calvin Pace. Like he's a Calvin Pace level player in his in his prime at, you know, uh, 27th overall, whatever he is. Like that that's a win for what picks are typically, right? Um, but still, obviously not, not uh, just not – He's not living up to there's, the there's hype. So much hype about him, no, man. Like no, he was yes, yes. You know, constantly touted as a top ten pick, and exactly all the off season hype too. So you, you quantify that very well because it's the off season hype, and it's it's that on top of the the draft hype. Because I'm okay with what he's doing. I'm not mad at him because he's a 27th overall pick, 26, 25th. 24th, whatever it was. Again, I completely forget at this point. He was 26. Um, but it's I'm talking him more in in the light of people who are talking about him as a top five pick who wanted him at, you know, uh, where the Jets were at four, uh, we're at four, right? 
at four over Thibodeau or Sauce. Like there was people who were talking about JJ over a lot of people. Top ten, they wanted him at ten, and we were like, no, Who no, no. Sauce? They're like, oh, Jets don't value corners in their system. Yeah, JJ, JJ it at has four. to be like, JJ. Dude. And now imagine if we took JJ at four. How we would be feeling right now? Because people wanted that. Remember, there were people who wanted that. I'm not saying he can't turn it around, but I don't think he's ever going to be. So there are people comparing him to people who are getting 15, 16, 17, 18 sacks, you know, yearly. And I never saw that. I'm not trying to be negative here, but it is what it is. Uh, Swolsey brought it up, so blame him. Um, okay. Yeah, next next jersey purchase, by the way, Kyle. Which I returned my Rogers one. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't put it through. One hundred seventy five dollars back in my back in my pocket. But it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a little bit now. I, I think I'm scarred enough where I'm just gonna. If I want to get like a new legacy white one, it's gonna be, you know, like a throwback Cotri or Leon Washington or somebody like that. Because honestly, like even even these guys, like I love Sauce. I love Garrett Wilson. But let's say let's let's just live in a, in a, let's just go towards a really negative. It doesn't work out the next two years. JD Salah are fired. Is is Garrett Wilson? So are they here? You know. And then I bought their jersey again. It's just like I <laughs> we've Listen, and I remember Garrett, the first time Garrett I heard Wilson that, absolutely knows that he could put up fifteen hundred yards a year, yeah. and he if he wants to get that big 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 mega time deal, you know, whenever he signs his deal, be the number one paid receiver in the league. You know, he needs to start putting up the the numbers. So you know. I could understand why he might want to dude. the the age that we live in now. Who would have thought that, you know, someone like AJ Brown would have gotten traded Debo Samuel. I, I know that the Niners really didn't want to move on from that, but they at least, you know, probably considered thought about it. Right. Like we see big time receivers get traded now. You know? By the way, Kyle, I, the, the completely, completely off topic here, but do you know, what channel the game is on right now. I'm trying to find it and I cannot, find the channel to the was it Packers Lions game? I don't know why it's on. Um wasn't a lot of stuff in previous Thursday night like last year like a lot of stuff streamed on Amazon Prime. I could be Amazon? wrong. Can, can somebody can can somebody tell me in the chat if you know if you know where it's on and Kyle can you can you scan the bottom of that? But uh yeah okay let's just let's just keep let's just keep moving on. Outside of uh, DJ Reed the Joe Douglas free agency have been very yeah it's it's been very it's been very shaky. Josh Jones has asked the O line is not that bad. It is not that bad. I'm saying when your plan is for AVT to play guard the entire year and then one injury happens and you're already moving him to tackle, I don't think that's the best plan. And we're talking about the AVT is not bad right now or the line is not being bad right now. If Becton goes down, how good is the line? And, and Be- I'm not even saying Becton's been playing great. I think he's been playing okay, but I'm not going to say he's been playing strong You know, this week or even, even last week. He's been, he's been all right. He, he is what he is. Um, but if he goes down, then you're going to see the plan because we we were talking about planning like Beckton's not here, and they didn't necessarily or, or, or Beckton and Brown they they didn't have a backup for Brown. Their backup was AVT, who you're now moving out of position. So if Beckton goes down again, Max Mitchell, Kyle on 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 the left side, Billy no, Turner on the left side. No, thank you. With, with Zach Wilson or Trevor Trevor Simeon, who can't move. Okay, okay, no, no, no interest in either of those guys. No, and I've been. I've been uh, a little disappointed in back then, to be honest. I know he's coming, you know, he's so was right tackle and now he's back to left. So he's moving quite a bit, but um, I've been yeah. a little underwhelmed so far. So, like, do you, like, so, so Assassin can say Josh Jones is ass, but I think there's levels to ass. Is Josh Jones more ass than Billy Turner is? You know, like, could, could we have done something? Could we have traded a fifth round pick for a tanking Cardinals team who was giving away assets for pretty cheap? You know, could we have done something like that? I, I, if Kelvin Beachman was, was on his team, Kyle, I would, I would feel much more confident than if he comes in, you know, next week if Becton's injured as compared to Billy Turner or Max Mitchell, right? Like, so we'll see the we'll, – it's week three, or, or we've been through three weeks. Let's see if we like their offensive line plan in a couple in a couple of weeks. Um, 
the infrastructure is a bit uh, was built on a leaky foundation. It was they didn't, they didn't have enough depth at, at a few spots, and we're only through a few games. It's going to get worse at receiver. There's going to be an injury or two at receiver at a certain point this year. You're going to have an injury or two on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to have an injury to plenty of places. So it's not exposed yet necessarily. Um, okay, would love to see Salah show some some balls and actually bench Zach if when he continues screwing up. This week, Kyle, like his leash, I think is this week. I could see a situation where it's that bad this week. Do you think? He, do you think there's a situation where he gets benched this week for Tim Boyle with Simeon inactive? Let's start there. Like gets benched at some point in the game. Yeah, like halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it may be. If he throws four interceptions in the first half, you'd have to bench him. <laughs> oh, God. And it could happen, right? Like it, yeah. it could, it could happen. I guess so, right? Um. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy B got three, uh, three music, three point five to have a foolproof plan to retro. Exactly, like it's it's not like we're talking. And, and is it because they didn't want to hurt Zach's feelings? Like, did they maybe think about bringing in a quarterback? But because not to hurt Zach's feelings, they they didn't bring him in. But Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, again, Josh Dobbs, uh, freaking, uh, who uh, you already said Minshew, um, Brissett, somebody like bring in somebody. It doesn't even have to be a stud, but. You know, Case Keenum. It's, it, it started with Case Keenum for the entire year. I'd feel more comfortable. Just somebody who can run an NFL offense and hit wide open receivers, which Zach Wilson cannot do. Again, there were we, there were some signs of it. The Cowboys game, we saw the movement in the pocket. We saw some better accuracy. We saw some more confidence, you know, stepping up and, ta- and, and, and throwing through pressure and stuff like that. It was very small glimpses, but he took four steps backwards this week. So we're just – I mean, and listen, he had yeah. probably like maybe, maybe three nice throws this week. I mean, the, the honey hole shot to Lazard. The one play on the bootleg, moving to the left to Uzama. The one play where a lot of pressure in the inside of the pocket, boots out to the left, hits uh, Conklin. You know, moving to his left, there were some yeah. nice throws, like you know, and and even Tony Romo was kind of gushing over his ability to throw the football, and he has been more accurate, and he oh, hasn't dude. had a lot of those dirt, like oh, he dirted the football here, or you know, he's been taking off a little, like you know, some of the the, the short intermediate throws, he's taking a little heat off the ball sometimes. But that he just doesn't understand how to read a field. Like or second play of the game, you know, he checks to a run. You got three blockers to five defenders, loss of five yards, and now you're dealing with uh, third and fourteen or whatever. Uh, he just um, doesn't understand football. And then I don't know what um, uh, Twitter account it was. Some Jets fan Twitter accounts like, "What happened to Zach Wilson?" And he puts up some BYU highlights. And if you look at all those BYU highlights, it's a bunch of plays of Zach Wilson, you know, either throwing outside of the pocket or throwing with a completely clean pocket. And it's like, you know, and that was one of the things. And it's one of the reasons why it's so hard to evaluate a quarterback is he didn't deal with like a a ton of pressure at BYU. And no one would really question his ability to throw the football. But, you know, you're, you know, things happen so much quicker in the NFL and when you got to cycle through reads quicker and, you know, like there was that, there, you even saw a little bit of this on hard knocks. Zach Wilson's entering year three and Aaron Rodgers is kind of giving him like, you know, he's being teacher and he's being really firm with him. And he's saying like, by this point, by whatever hit, you, you have to get the ball out by this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Zach Wilson struggles with like, you know, how quick he gets through the reads and, 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 and sometimes he just panics and sometimes it's like a little subtle, subtle thing, like slide in the pocket a little bit. Like Tony Romo said this on the broadcast, like it, uh, the one play where Lazard's running a drag. If he, if he slid just a little bit in the pocket, just a little feel, you don't need to be athletic to do this. Slide to your left a little bit. Lazard is eventually coming open, but he never saw him. It would have been a first down, fresh set of mm-hmm. down. Anyway. So 
we uh pre-show we're like okay eight eight thirty nine o'clock the latest so i, I do i think nine o'clock I, i'm gonna try to lightning around the crap out of the next hour or the next hour the next uh hour of chats and the kyle let's, really quick with the game right like just individually one word or two for every for every player zach wilson ass running backs Disappointing overall. Dalvin Cook hasn't missed, made a, a, a guy miss one time this year. Bravo, Nick Bowden on your on your uh, on your touchdown run. Tight ends, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Offensive line, Beckton, at least he's healthy, but still obviously hasn't been ideal. Um, Tippman, good job at right guard. Left guard, Tomlinson hasn't been great, but he hasn't been terrible. He's been you know okay. McGovern, not great, but still not as bad as Dallas this game. And then ABT at right tackle did a good job. Uh, receivers, Garrett Wilson, you know, pr- you know, playing pretty well, obviously slipped and stuff. He's not really all involved. Little Elijah Moore taking a playoff or two off. It's all a little bit of it. Oh, oh, there you go. And then, uh, you had Lazard who had a drop or two and there's, I think he's at least once or twice this game. He didn't fight back for the ball. Cobb yeah. isn't getting open. So not really much else to talk about from the offense. And I ran through really quickly, Kyle, but do you want to throw some no. extra words on any of the players? Yeah. Lightning round. Um, defense line. We talk about linebackers. Quincy Williams has been better. Better, definitely better this year. People are talking about like pro ball, all pro level. Last week there was some hiccups. This week there was a hiccup or two, but overall better. Definitely yeah, better. let's let's yeah. temper the whole Jet uh, Ulbrich thing where Ulbrich said, "Oh, I think he should be in the conversation as one of the best backers in the league." Let's really, you know, slow that down. But he's mm-hmm. been a lot better. Mosley mm-hmm. slower, yes. looking slower. Not in too many bad positions this game. Uh, he had a he had a flub or two last game, but. Uh, he looks a little bit slower, but I haven't really noticed him in any like terrible ways. Uh, safeties, Amos got beat that that one time, and uh, I I forget what the, what the route was. Whitehead, I didn't really notice. Yeah, I, I skimmed through the film this week. Corners were fine again. Um, Sauce got beat the once on on third down. Uh, still, it was one play. Reed got beat on third and twelve. Uh, they both do the similar thing where like they they tend to just give guys the outside sometimes. Where I think it's a coaching thing where they like to almost like stick inside and, and, and shuffle towards the, the sideline. They both do the same team. thing. Yeah, that was annoying. But if you if you watch on that play, Sauce plays it the same way. So I don't know if it's an Odin thing and how he likes to play the routes or how they like they like to play certain coverages. Um, but I don't love the idea of it because they basically give guys the sticks. If you're gonna shuffle, if you're using a shuffle technique, it's gonna be very 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 hard. To match a well-timed throw and out route, it's just—it's almost impossible if you're giving them that much room on the sideline and you're like heads up to over top or, or inside leverage. It just—it's never going to work. So I don't understand why they do it. Um, it's how Reed almost—you know—gave up a big first down last year against the Bills at the end of the game. Remember that, where where it's like a 35-yard pass and they just kind of let him have the outside. So uh, we'll keep running through um, uh, the rest of the game. Yeah, nothing else. Okay, uh, Jan, can we get a video, a video review? Uh, Lowell, see you soon. I guess he's going to be at the game. Jan, I don't know if you're going to come and watch some of the uh, some of the 4 o'clock games and, and have a beer or two at the tailgate. But if you do, uh, you're obviously more than welcome, and you know that. Appreciate the, two, the $20. A video review? Absolutely not. <laughs> maybe, Thanks, maybe, maybe an extra Maybe an extra super chat I will, but I'm, I'm kidding because I didn't, I didn't clip one play. Uh, sneakers to Boots. Uh, still going to Vegas. Worst investment in, into this team. Buying third row end zone tickets. Surprised I have an OD'd from this team. Being, sneakers to Boots. It sucks, man. It sucks. It's... It, uh, the amount of money I poured into this team from going to games, buying beer, plane tickets, hotels, eating at restaurants to be away to support the team at away games, going to Dallas, going to another six or seven games this year. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a waste of money. So no, I do not think I'm gonna waste farther money on Vegas. I'm sorry. I would I would love to meet you out there and have a beer or two or five or eight. Um, I don't think I'm gonna be dropping, you know, a, a grand or two to fly out and watch this team. I barely want to watch them now at home. So 
Um, yeah. Okay. So moving on, Kyle, and then we'll get into the the the, 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 the Chiefs game for all of four seconds. Let, let me see. Uh, Trevor is bail- is is bowling out. It's his team. Oh, you're talking about Simeon? Hey, huh? you know, whatever. He had like he's had like 11 touchdowns and four picks or something like that the last couple of years. But I know he did pretty bad in the preseason. So I don't know, Kyle. We, we would is be that excited. Really, is that really his stat line, dude? Kyle, it's it's been it's been yeah something like that in the last like couple of years. But and I could be wrong. To be completely honest, we would be excited with 15 touchdowns and seven picks. Like legitimately excited if he threw like one touchdown a game and just a, a pick every game. Or, or every other game, fifteen touchdowns, seven picks. We'd be legitimately excited. That's I how bad will not be legitimately excited, but I would be. That's a good I'll, year for I us. Mean, I guess I'd take it. It's a good year. Like we, would, we would, if you could sign up right now for fit for, I don't know, three thousand one hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns, and eight picks from Trevor Simeon. You're signing dotted line right now. I guess, but you know, I also <laughs> said I don't care for seven. Eight wins. I'd rather have two wins. No, I, I know. I trust me. I I, I get it. Um, we had another uh, $10 super chat, I believe, from Nose Kills, which we appreciate. Driving from Niagara back to NYC, been a fun trip. Uh, but what a crap game to come and see. Also arrived late, but couldn't find you um, at tailgate at the tailgate to give uh, you the Jets baby socks. My sis knitted. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, so you did? So you came? Oh, dri- driving back from Niagara, back from? Oh, driving back to Niagara, back from? NYC. Okay. Um, that sucks. No skills. You got to either, either mail them or save them for uh, the next game you come to. I don't think you're going to drive down from Niagara for what, eight, nine hours, 10 hours, wherever that is to go to a Jets game. But if you can send them, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks. No skills. Very generous. Yeah. Driving that long. I, I think, I think it took me 10 and a half hour. No, maybe not 10 and a half hours. Maybe it was like, it was, I think it was eight, eight and a half hours to get to Niagara Falls with the Canadian side. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Cause I really do. If you want to send them to me, obviously I don't think you have a purpose for them unless you're having a kid or something like that, but that's awesome. Pre-game count tank for Caleb. Okay. Um, let's run through Kyle, by the way, we'll, we'll send you sign me up for tank for Caleb. I, it's not going to happen, but man. at this point, you know, I, I know that we're investing into Rogers next year, but Rogers next year for, for one, potentially two years, let's, let's say if any, everything goes right or Caleb William for the next 15. Yeah. I'm thinking Caleb Williams. I'm sorry. I think every single fan would. Uh, the seems like every week um, I see him just make some kind of like improv, improvisational, you know, just just insane play off script. Although I don't understand, the, I don't understand the whole painted nails thing. Though. That's a little odd. for who? Uh, Caleb for, Williams. He like paints his nails. Oh, I, I've seen some guys like numbers and stuff or whatever. It's it's not necessarily my thing. But uh, talk about the Chiefs game a little bit, and we'll run through the rest of the chat and stuff. Did What's you see the, the Chiefs team? player? What's the silly take? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I just put it up. Do you, you remember exactly what you were talking about it fifty minutes ago? That's the problem. I, I feel like I always say silly things, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever your silly take was, we can always go back and say. But uh, yeah, I gotta know what channel this game is on. Oh, uh, the, the the Chiefs player laughing at the Jets offense. You you saw that today? I'm okay. sure. Okay. Will he get? Yeah. Yeah, where, he, where they basically asked him about the Jets' offense, and he he basically said it seems like they panicked after the Rodgers injury and they want to run the ball a lot, and they like tried not to laugh and say Zach Wilson just sucks ass and they're terrible. That's basically what he wanted to say, and he can't he can't say that. Like teams are literally. Uh, laughing I, want, I want to watch the clip again, but um, I did hear about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what? It, listen, it, it, I think you said this on on X as we're saying it nowadays. Um, I, we didn't never agreed to that. <laughs> I think that uh, you said that. Um, you know, people were trying to put a different spin on it or whatever. So it seems like you believe that he was actually kind of subbing the Jets. But hey, it's up to the Jets to use it as motivation, right? 
like you know what was it what was the tone of everyone was saying during the rex ryan era don't give the opposite team bulletin board material right and shut up stop guaranteeing your winning super bowls stop you know talking all this trash you're just gonna fire the other team up a comment like that i didn't see the comment really but if that's indeed what he did holding back his laughter that's bulletin board material right there if, oh if, dude if you can't I... use it as motivation like there's got to at least be some Kyle, players. can you share your screen? Bring bring up the clip. I'm sure you can YouTube the clip of 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 Willie Gay laughing at the Jets. Like you should okay. you should just watch it. It's, it's, it really I'll, is bad. I, I will try to do that. Dude. In the meantime, you can. Dude, go, he go he gets asked a question. He gets asked a question. He pauses. He said that's. Oh, sorry. You you pause a little, or you you lagged out a little bit. He he gets asked a question. He pauses and then he answers it. And he's like, "Oh, that was a tough. That, you know, that was a tough question. Like asking just about the Jets' offense. <laughs> like what you've seen from them. He's like, whoa, whoa, tough question. What have I seen from the Jets' offense?" <laughs> Like that's a hard question to answer that we're at that point. And we're trying to be nice, but like just his reaction to the question. He wasn't trying to be an asshole. It's nothing that he did. It's his reaction to, to, to the question that should be built in the board material. We are so bad, people are laughing at us. Laughing at us. Um so yeah, if you could pull up that clip, that'd be that'd be great. Uh, okay, uh, I, see. I think I'm I think I found it. But anyway, go to the next uh chat in the meantime. Okay. Lionheart's or Eagle Fang says, "Uh, twenty-five touchdowns and eight picks. When's the last time you've had a? When's the last time you've had anything remotely close to that? Ryan Fitzpatrick, thirty-one and twelve or 15, 14, 13, whatever that was, was the closest we've had to that. And that's pretty. That's pretty much about it. Here, you got it up, Kyle. Let me know um, when to add it. I'll, I'll add it when you're paused. It good. Okay, hold on. Um, uh, can you hear it now or do it? No, now? I have to add it. I have to add it. You said to rewind it to the beginning. Edit. Okay. Can you play it? All right." When you look on tape, what are you seeing from Zach Wilson in their offense? Damn. That was a hard question. I can't lie. Uh, the team that want to run the ball, you know, uh, of course, man, you know, not, not that wasn't, you know, to be funny or anything, but A-Rod got hurt and it turned into a team where, like, in panic mode almost. That's what I see, at least. And um, they got great running backs, so now they're just trying to pound it, pound and ground. Um like they did, uh, what, what what game was that? Who did they just? I don't know if they won or not, but uh, I feel like the running back's been rolling. So, uh, like I say, three great ones. So, that's feel like that's their game plan. <laughs> okay, so. brutal, brutal. Yeah, and like he and he tried to he he couldn't he he was lying so much about the ground and pound he he called it pound and ground one because he was already lying and thinking about the lie he's thinking about what he was gonna say. And he couldn't even name the game because he was just trying to be complimentary because he knows who Dalvin Cook is. He knows who Brees Hall is. So he's saying, like, oh, yeah, they're good running backs. They, they you know, ground and pound. But he doesn't know what game they, they were dominating in because the only the only big-time runner, big game they had with the running game was what? One or two plays from Brees earlier in the Bills game. And then that obviously that huge run was like 67 yards. That's it. That, that, that's been the running game. Because like last week, we we'll talked about it again. Plenty of things. The offensive line definitely played better. Credit to them. I think this is the offensive line they should stick with for at least quite a while, in my opinion. They played better last week. But it's hard to run against the Patriots when they're stacking the box with eight, nine guys every time you're running on first down and, and they know their tendencies. Like so like, the, the, the ground game has been nothing. And I hate the people who say, oh, well, just pound, you know, just just ground and pound. It doesn't work in today's NFL. It just doesn't. Not if you can't complete a 10-yard pass. It just it's just never gonna work. Of course it won't. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, teams stack the box. Uh, you know. And there's a reason why your running game gets so much better when you can actually throw the ball. Yeah. So uh, another uh, Larry says wasted year for Garrett Wilson. He might request a trade this offseason. They must draft the quarterback next year and have it and have 
him sit behind Rodgers. Okay, so quickly with this, Garrett Wilson's not going to cross the trade because he knows Rodgers is coming back, and he's going to take that third year with Aaron Rodgers because he'll take that. Could you imagine if they got Caleb and he sat for a year behind Aaron Rodgers? Bro. (laughs) That's the elite stuff right there. Like That that would just be the turnaround of of all turnarounds, but... Um, he's not he's not going to because how many situations is he going to go to where the guys be better than Aaron Rodgers even for just that year? So Garrett Wilson's going to be here. Now, with that being said, again, I don't even want to think about this right now. We're talking about September, Kyle, but quickly, right now, with the quarterback situation going into next year, if you had a crystal ball, you're looking forward towards, you know, August 25th of 2024. What is the Jets quarterback situation? Aaron Rodgers, who and who? Or you know what? Uh, who's the, so obviously Aaron Rodgers is the most realistic and hopeful one. Um, who the hell is the backup? I have no idea. I have Maybe no idea. Zach Wilson at this point, right? Like you, you no. gave, if Zach, if you gave Zach Wilson this chance, he fails again. There's no way you, you could, you could trust him again to, to do something. So you have to get Zach Wilson straight in the offseason at this point. Could you trade him for anything? Like who'd want him? Yes. Uh, what, what 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 was that one trade that happened in the NFL? I don't even know what it exactly was, but they basically trade like a 2025 seventh for a 2025 sixth. <laughs> so they trade up one round. I mean, listen, you got you got a conditional seventh, but you didn't actually get it from him. So and Blake Cashman went for a sixth. So yeah. I suppose some team would take a flyer, but it just doesn't seem like any teams are at all impressed with him at this point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just it, like we've we've literally only had one good drive, like. Going to the game and knowing you're going to see maybe one touchdown drive the entire game is just so disheartening. And, and thinking about how many we could have seen, it's just 33 points. The Dolphins almost and probably and could have doubled our score in four or tripled our score. No, no, sorry, doubled our score in four quarters that we've scored in 12. 12 quarters to get to, to half of the Dolphins in one game. Yeah, man. One game. We're going to score 10, 13 points a game with Zach Wilson. It, it's 2023. It's, it's, it's absurd. What an embarrassment we are, my God. It's the worst in sports. The worst in sports. Uh, you guys think the Jets are done with moving that quarterback? Yeah. Like, what else are they What are they going to do? Is Zach Wilson going to get hurt? And and Tim Boyle sucks, too. He gets hurt. And they, what, what's the next move that would happen? I mean, listen. Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco is the most. You can't wait to the trade deadline to <laughs> trade for a quarterback. Like, if you wanted to bring in some kind of legit guy who you think, okay, really kind of elevates and, oh, okay, this guy's a serious Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is the most realistic one. Dude, uh, I like Tannehill. I know you don't, but he's really sucked this last year or two. Like he's really like you used to like him three, four years ago, and that's when he's a little bit better. He's really been falling off, and I know his offensive line sucks, and he doesn't really have receivers and all that stuff. But if you're telling me right now, and obviously maybe it takes a week or two for them to trade him, but let's say let's say you get through the next two weeks and you, or let's say the next three weeks, right? You lose this week, you beat the you beat the Broncos, you lose to the Eagles, and it's a bye week, and you're two and four. If you want, let's say that again. I don't. I haven't really thought about this, but the the, the Titans offer Tannehill for a twenty twenty five fourth round pick. You know, do you take him over what we have? A hundred percent. What do I see as a Jets fan? What do I see as a Jets fan? I see a situation where Zach sucks, and then Simeon sucks. He or, or he comes in, he gets injured like he did. You know, three years ago, four years ago against the Browns, and then Tim Boyle comes in, he gets hurt, he sucks, and then they sign Joe Flacco. Like, I see Joe Flacco as the most reasonable guy right now. Real, realistically, if you had to bet on one quarterback coming in past the guys we already brought in, Kyle, it's Flacco, in, in, in my opinion. Because, you know, the the the, the right the right thing to do would, to bring, would be to bring in a Ryan Tannehill type of player or whoever. You know, obviously Kirk Cousins is a dream for some fans. But we're the Jets. It'll be Joe Flacco. We'll be the next quarterback added to this roster. Oh, uh, that would be Kyle so Kyle will have his revenge. It'd be Kyle so annoying. He, he, he's... He's such a statue, and his cadence is so annoying. 
and then maybe he could prove to be a, a top 20 player on the roster. Um, okay. Can you review the play of Zach Wilson sacking himself? Um, so he, he did run into a guy and then fall down, but yeah, you don't ever want to just fall down, but no, I can't review it because I did not record anything. Stop Joe. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what am I stopping? That, that was just, that was just from, from John. Am I being too negative? I, I don't know. That, that could be it. It's just, it, it's, it's pouring out of me at this point. Interception love rolling up. Oh, I didn't see it. And love just got intercepted on a tip pass. Okay, Kyle, it's nine Oh two. A quick preview of the, uh, of the uh, chiefs game. The jets are going to lose. 31 to 13. I'm going to say that it's going to be 17 to three by about nine minutes left in the second quarter. You're going to have absolutely no, and maybe even earlier than that, you're going to have no hope for the pretty much the rest of the game. And then the jets will get like a field goal. It'll be like 17 to six early in the third quarter or something like that. And the chiefs will score again and again. And then it's going to be, you know, about 30 to six and the jets will get like a garbage time touchdown. So that's, that, that's how the game's going to go for me, for me. Sure. I'll say 30-10, just to not say the same score as you. 30-10. John John says, can you name 10 teams that are positioned worse for medium long-term success than the Jets? I can't. If you're looking at just the roster and the salary cap space that they have, sure, but we're talking about plenty more than just looking at their... Because then all you have to do is take the salary caps of all the teams and say, okay, well, the Bears with a lot of space are just as good of a spot as a team who's maybe building in the right direction with with a good franchise who has less money. Like it's That's a very hard question to to answer. Um, but no, yeah, the Jets have sauce. They have Garrett. They have plenty of stuff going forward, but we could just as easily see these guys get fired, a new GM coming in, and those guys get traded. So, you know, you, you never know. I'm not looking towards the future at this point. It's just kind of, I, I, well, actually I am Kyle, but I don't want to think that far into the future. I don't know where you're at. Yeah. Um, I don't really care that much at this point. I mean, I do care, but you know, what? I, sometimes you, you get so excited for football and the next football season that you just want your life to go by. It's like, yeah, but I'm getting older though. So I want my life to go by quicker and get older in the process because of a football team. So I could watch maybe my t- football team be good, but whatever. Yeah. I'll cross that bridge when we get there. You want, want to just do one more depressing thing before we say bu- goodbye. Um, I only started Jameer Gibbs tonight because I thought Montgomery was out and I just looked up and Montgomery starting and Gibbs has like two points right now. So <laughs> just, 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 just stack it up, Kyle. Um, any, any, any last words for the people? Um, I wish See I could say week. that I wish I could say that things will get better, but I can't give you that guarantee. Sorry. Nope. We will see you next week for 